go. This time on Mob Rules, we find out how to strip. Let me see you strip. Mm. We learned that specialist games are back. We played Betrayal of Calf. And specialist Calf. games are back. <laughs> and we donkey punch your sister. Oh, that, uh, punch out your hexagonal four tiles. It's, it's episode, episode 11 of Mob, Mob Rules. Rules. Sorry, sister. Third draft. Dead air, dead air. Yeah. Welcome to right. episode eleven of Mob Rules, yeah. the podcast that rerolls its feel no pain. Oh, I'm so looking nice. forward to that. No, yeah. we don't get to do that. We get the one plus, don't we? Yeah, with Iron the, hands the, with the, 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 the podcast with the one up feel no pain yeah. rerollable. No, that's filthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, super broken. Welcome, welcome to Modern 40K. I'm our our new guest. I, of course, am John. Joined as always by Teabag, Teabag Tad, the the Tatly <laughs> turd. I, I don't know. That's the literature went. Uh, we're joined today by Andy. Welcome, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. And so Andy's kind of special in this case because Andy's actually the reason we have a podcast. Oh, you're it's, overselling me. Whoa. I know. Because we gonna, stole all the equipment from we, his home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's he's 10% of the reason we have a podcast. <laughs> right. But, it's an investment, really. Yeah. I think you, you put the idea out there, and that's that's where it started. So. You have Ted an idea? So you. you know what happens when you give Ted an idea. I've known Ted jokes on the we internet. Too. So, so, <laughs> I was going to say. exactly what happens when I give Ted an idea. Uh, <laughs> he runs with that motherfucker as far and as fast as he can. I, I, I really going to enjoy the term as far, as far as his bank account will let him. <laughs> right. There is that. But he has friends with money, and oh. then he can go further. Oh, my gosh. We do need another mic. <laughs> California listeners, if your store wants to sponsor our microphone, (laughs) please contact us at... We'll put your store uh, sticker on the. We'll put, <laughs> sticker on the we will wear right on the mixer. Yeah, <laughs> everyone will know. That'll replace the uh, University of Alaska Anchorage mic that I occasionally borrow. <laughs> uh, uh, you can't see me using quotation marks here, but occasionally, right? <laughs> as in every time we have a third guest. Wait, what if which is it? every time. <laughs> Hey Andy, how you doing? I'm good. So you shipped this to, to England for Gav, then, right? Yeah. Is that, is that the story? Wait, there were four of you. So you yeah. Yeah. Got, got an extra one. Right. No, no. Uh, Gav appeared courtesy of my my iMac and Skype, uh, and a very convoluted wiring process. Oh though. my gosh, that was oh, yeah really? days worth of trying to figure that out. Yeah. No way, seriously. Yeah. Well, we I think we tried it on. Let's see. We had the interview on Sunday. Um, and I think we, we, we did a, uh, a test on Friday. Yes. And it took us a couple hours. It was just supposed to be like, no, dude, I got this. I checked it out on YouTube. <laughs> to, to be fair, it, it, just to, to throw you under the bus, head for about a week and a half before that, I asked, when are we testing the Skype setup? You didn't come over and force me to do it, so fuck you. <laughs> I, I'm not going to Skype rape you. <laughs> Scrape? Scrape. So anyway, but we got, we, we got it. I think like we, we figured it out, and it finally got it to work. 
and then had a great conversation Mm -hmm. via the internet um all of like three miles away of (laughs) x-wing and then moved on so uh but then i think we we sat down and i think like no no testing so while we're talking wait a minute because i want to know if gab thorpe plays x-wing that would make me we can find that out in february in february when he comes back but no when when we were testing the connection the friday night Tad told me he he made the mistake of telling me he just purchased the X Wing set. So I'm you like, got dude. Yeah. So I tried to get Ted. This is one of the ideas I tried to sell Ted over a year ago. Yeah, and he was had no interest in it at the time, which I understand. Like both, we both go through phases where we've got yeah. more games than we know what to do with. So you got you got to cut something off. Just in the interest of sleep and like seeing your children and remembering their names. <laughs> so. That was not one he was willing to put on his plate. I'm well, excited. To I was actually on going to plate. at one point because I think like you had texted me saying that uh, Target had them half off. They did, and I, I ran down off. there. Um, well, I waited a couple of days, like I always do, and usually lose out on things like the Fallout 4 Pip Boy edition. And uh, but I ran down there and they were out. And I, so I was going, I was about to, but it was like it was Jackson actually took an interest. He was at a, um, I think his nice. uh, uh, uncle's house Children and really going through the drive. closet and happened to find like a big thing of it, and mm-hmm. it was like. Yeah, I was really excited, but I had to put it back, and so he just kind of hid the fact that he found it. So, like, hey, man, let's learn this game. So, it's uh, great. So, it's pretty soon you'll have every X-wing miniature, oh, and dude. they'll all be Jackson's. We, we've played it but once, play with them, and oh, I probably won't... spent a couple hundred bucks on it. It's, it's, it's pretty an, sweet. It's an amazing it's game. Like all those other it's games. Really, that I it's, what I love about it is it's very pick up and play. Yeah, yeah. So, forty k is amazing. Yeah. So back to the forty k <laughs> podcast. Sorry, my bad. that was me. Uh, yeah. Left turn. Sorry. Yeah. So no, we we testing out the Skype. We we got into talking about that because, like I said, I'm huge into that game that we just talked a bunch about. Right. And Tim's like, I picked up the search set, so obviously me being me, I'm like, no way, you need to X Y Z Z Y, and then we're gonna do this, this, and this, and he's like, ah, ah. yeah, well, it, <laughs> solid, solid rules. But but we got it. Hey, on the plus side, the place. yeah, wires all over the place. Connection came out right. We uh, ran out of memory card. We we talked so much. Oh man, that was tragic. And lost oh, a, I a section. Feels oh, so. Is that where the missing? Yeah, yeah we missed. It's like the two legions that aren't there. <laughs> That's true. Well, we, but at least we got that. I mean, yeah, he, he explained right. what that was as well. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. I was like, in my brain, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. I always <laughs> thought they did that to provide license for people, but I didn't realize that it had been inspired by actual historical events. That, that was, was super really cool. cool. Yeah, and I said that to him because I, I always assumed it was so you could have successor chapters from whatever. And he's right. like, well, yeah, but then also Roman legions were like this. And I'm like, it was like a light bulb went off, man. I'm like, oh, of course. Well, yeah, yeah did, a lot of it is clearly yeah. pulled from there. Did you feel that he was um, uh, he pulled your man card when he said that? I mean, he basically corrected you on national uh, air, international so I, air. Inter- yeah, I would hate him. It's in, yeah, I, I would hate Canada. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's live in Canada. No, we we had a, an amazing <laughs> we had an amazing time talking to Gap. Uh, you know. Yeah. Awesome guy, just super normal, uh, and you know he played along with our fun. He let us make fun of Phil's Dark Angels, so thank you so much for that eternally. Uh, at the risk of blowing up the internet for saying the Dark Angels are the traitors that they are. Uh, and then by the way, if you haven't listened to the previous one, he does in fact say that the uh, Dark Angels are traitors. So don't Phil's. download that, but just go ahead and put that in your hat. Yeah, much yeah, to yeah. Consternation. Yeah. That was a beautiful moment. Yeah, that was that was my <laughs> favorite moment of podcasting yeah. so far. Was, was Phil's aww. <laughs> moment it was it was like seeing a puppy yeah. uh but yeah and so and he was graciously he'll be back in february talking mm-hmm. about book three in the beast arises series mm-hmm. which will be super exciting and it means i have to read books again that's all that's orc right that's, that's yeah. the invasion of terra is that be a yeah. whole series of so that is based uh, on the oh. biggest why in in all history led by uh, a war boss called the beast which forge world please make a model <laughs> oh wow 
Yeah. Uh, or Hasbro. Or or Hasbro. Uh, I'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> orc action figure. So so, so like Hasbro builds it. It, it would be part of a build a figure though. So I'd have to buy like three orc boys and a sister of battle to, to, to make the thing. <laughs> Which is only right that the sister would fit in there. Because yeah. it has to be some orc on sister porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard you guys talk about that. And I just don't get it. Because orcs are basically mold. I don't know. They, they, get, they got fungi. <laughs> Hey, they're fun right. guys to be they're with. Fun. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That pun was for for Danny, right. one of our local players. Who, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he, he loves puns. He loves here. puns. Yeah, they're the best. He loves them. They're the best. So yeah, we we can't wait for that to happen. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get caught up. And again, the the beast arises. Ted, prepare to cringe. La, 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 the Beast Arises series is a twelve part uh, series coming from Black Library, starting in December, uh, with a book released every month telling the tale of the biggest wah to ever hit awesome. and go and destroy Terra. And it's going to be amazing. I've read some previews on Amazon for spoilers and spoilers. I'll wait a couple of seconds for people to, to turn us off. Uh, the orcs built a Death Star, like a Star Wars style oh, Death Star. And as soon as I read that, I'm like, I will buy all of your things. Please, Forge World, <laughs> make a Death Star model for me to buy. Wow, is that I, 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 like a while ago? Somebody had built like that uh, orcified X-wing, and I saw somebody posted it on yeah, their Facebook cool. page. Yeah. Is that in reference to that? I, I don't think so. Orcs I think it's Star Wars. I'm. I think it's just super down. cool. I'm still in the. I, I have seen no Star Wars spoilers, no Star Wars trailers, no Star okay. Wars pictures. So I, I, I think people are making fun of me for that and just posting things that are vaguely related oh, to Star Wars. Gotcha. Like my friend are posting messages like, "John, don't read this," and I'm like, "Thank you for that. I, I would disown you otherwise." <laughs> I think it's more of a perception filter thing because I think what it is is that it's not that there's more Star Wars than there typically is. Although I think there is because of the promotional material. Yeah. I think it's that the Star Wars that we see is more present in our minds and it has a bigger impact because. I you know I see Star Wars stuff on my feed all the time mm-hmm. and have for years. That's not new. It's new to see like tons and tons of it that's related to the new yeah. movie. Now, that's episode one, out. like that was ridiculous. Like I, I almost think that like I don't know I don't actually know which one is like more so. But I remember like when that happened. I mean it was every like fast food restaurant had cups. Like yeah. there was mm-hmm. that's coming, pimping man. the shiz that's out of that. Already, that's already episode one. Live. Episode one is the reason I'm doing my, my zero spoilers, zero Good. things, because I was overloaded. The hype was real. I went in. It was just so, so disappointing. Yeah, we were talking about soul-crushing movie experience uh. earlier. That was one for me. Because <laughs> oh, I yeah. waited in line, was there opening night. Half the opening? theater was there in costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, man, it was everyone was so excited before the film. And it was like a pall fell over the theater. It was like someone had died in the front row wow. of, the, of the movie theater. And people walked out just, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Right? Trying to hype themselves up. You know, it's yeah, like, totally <laughs> trying to build it up. Like, that, I think it'll be better as I think more about it. I've heard I, so many people, like, when that happened, they were like, you know, it's probably better the second or third time. Right. Like, uh, if you have to say that about a movie, it's, it's a not. Yeah, it's, it's the five stages of grief. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Denial. Denial, is, Denial is the first stage of yeah, grief. It's not just a river yeah. in Egypt. All right. So Andy's joining us today. Today we're going to talk about very sexy stripping of models in a 40 case capacity. We'll also be talking about the betrayal of oh, betrayal <laughs> the betrayal of Calf game that came out. Yeah, uh, we actually probably bad. won't be talking much about uh, Battles in the Age of Darkness, the 30k game from Forge World, but the actual game that you oh, might not have realized game. comes with. With the the, <laughs> the plastic marine models on the inside, uh, we played it this week. It's well, spoilers, it's amazing. It's it's yeah. a really solid little system. Yeah. Uh, but we're excited. We're going to talk to you about that. We'll be right back after this non-Bill Cosby ad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. 
Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits. For dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits. As recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. Okay. Uh, what a great ad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I never thought that uh, uh, Play-Doh was so amazing. I know. Well, see, now I have to write something for Play-Doh, Dick. Or, <laughs> or we need to seem, like, really <laughs> stupid and just put in something random in there like we always do. I never knew Bill Cosby wore a chocolate sweater. Oh, her name was Gabrielle. <laughs> it was on the unreleased episodes. No, no, no. Bill Cosby's chocolate sweater, Gabrielle. <laughs> so, um, it's like uh, a William S. Burroughs poem. He <laughs> like cuts it all up and redishes it. Drops some LSD. I, on I it. can do it. I, I can do a Bill Cosby poem in the style of Theodore yes. Rothke, but I, I will not oh, for okay. for time and and really and really for the boys really <laughs> of the little boys really vague literal <laughs> references from like fifty years ago that probably don't track well with anyone who listens to this here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to in the 40K-ish world. Yeah. Ted, what have you been up to? Um, so before uh, um, we, uh, Kurt and I played our, our next Red Wah, um, oh my gosh, I won a game. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I made it like sound as though like I never win anything. And for a long time I wasn't. But I think like we're now neck and neck. So we're at like 4-4 four, four out of eight games. And, How uh, long have you and Kurt <clears> been playing? For a while, I think since this late summer, maybe. Wow. So we do it probably like once every other week. Um, so basically, it was for a while. It was like the podcast comes out one week, and then like we uh, we play a game and it just alternates. Um, but yeah, it was really exciting. It was um, so McGrock and the uh, uh, was it Wingnuts, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the Flyer Ace, yeah, the, the uh, five flyer formation. So so he so originally in the um, in the in the mission, you don't actually have it because I think it's it's a you get it in the second book. So you didn't have a, um, the formation in the first book. Mm-hmm. But you know, I ended up using that and because it's amazing. You fly off and you get all do, your whole you know, I, your I purely attack. bought the second book for that formation really? and the Flash gets formation. Oh, oh mm-hmm. it's hot. So um, I think like in that mission, you get your Firestorm attack. So I don't know if you're so, – so before – with Planet Strike, Andy, um, right. and for any of those who haven't played, you get like – you get um, before the game starts – um, the defender puts down all their stuff or whatever they're supposed to, and then you get X amount of um, of these large blast templates. Right. Strength 9, AP 3. Um, but yeah, for this one, I think you get uh, 3 plus 1 for every uh, flyer you have. So I took 6 flyers. <laughs> I could take up to 7. Like, you got 9. And he's playing guard, right? He's playing guard. And he's like, I brought a Bane Blade. I'm like, oh, that doesn't hit flyers very well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I get a super heavy flyer, and then I have like five other flyers. And then, um, so I'm getting like, and I upgraded. You can up for the stratagem points. You can upgrade. So I got, I went from like strength nine AP three to strength ten AP two. And um, you get, I think you Big get pipe blades or little pipe blades. Um, they're actually the, in this mission. I believe it's downgraded to small. Yeah. But you, they bounce. So normally oh. you would put one down, and then you, so you roll scatter, it moves. Then you roll scatter again for the second one, and so that's where it hits. But because I won the previous game, I actually got a third one. And oh my god, he gets like he gets a he get, um, they get so much terrain, and he got like firestorm readout that has like the two twin linked uh, skyfire las cannons, right? And he put his bane blade like right next to it, I'm like oh oh my god, this is amazing. Now, if I scatter off of one, I'll hit the other. <laughs> so I just like, kept pounding it until I blew up his Bane Blade and the Firestorm readout. So he had no anti-air, except for like a couple little uh, uh, auto cannons here and there that he had you to have, like, run you to. You have five upgraded planes, right? 
Yeah. And he's got no anti-air. So, yeah, basically. So that went well for Kurt. Oh, it was, it was horrible. So I knocked out, like, I mean, a, a little over a quarter of his army before the game even started. Awesome. And then proceeded to just, like, pound it. And uh, eventually his flyers came on and caused me some hack, uh, heck. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was bad. It was the first time I think he's been like, yeah, I'm going I'm to see <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so sad. Oh, I know, but uh, it was it was a fun game I mean, for me. <laughs> so that's what matters. That, that's all that matters. <laughs> but it was it was kind of fun. Like I did take uh, beforehand a lot of these games. Like I, I haven't really done much with my orcs since third edition. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, after the fourth edition book came out, like oh they re- they changed everything, and I just kind of like uh, nerd quit. Uh, without actually fully quitting, just put them in a box and like, all right, well, I got to reorganize them, figure out like what I'm going to do with my orcs. Like, I got to pull because I used to put like burners in all my squads, and like now, yep. like, well, now you have a burner squad, so uh, burner boy squad. So, I'll, I, I, but I painted all these guys up like their little squad mark or mob markings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have to redo their their paint to. And it, it's fine. Like all the basing is like old school. Like oh, just put some flock on it, so everybody's running around on a football field. Nice. So we just got to go back and redo it. But, or, uh, or you build a custom table that's a football field. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's, it's all Blood Bowl's Blood Bowl's coming back, so that's the, perfect. The special skins are back. No, this is like that little <laughs> tiny violin I play for Taz Modeling. Right. He's like, well, they all had like custom squad tattoos, so I had to go repaint the arm part on several of them and then add <laughs> oh, rocks to the base. I'm like, oh, God, I hate you and your painting <laughs> skills. Yeah, my, you know what my squad's markings are? It's like a ring around the base. It's the same color. It's purple squad or green squad oh, or blue squad. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes if you don't have enough models, there's purple green. That's right. Well, <laughs> or if I change what the, where the upgrades are going, say I want, yeah, you know, yeah, it's so not, what's it's the, not point? the best system. What's no. the point? <laughs> it's not, not the best. I'm excited about rebasing. Them. Let me, let me thirty twos. Right, so, so what's next for you guys? Uh, so on Tuesday, so okay, we have the, the next mission is going to be, and I don't really have to make anything for this. Um, the next one is going to be uh, a, a bunch of commandos had snuck aboard a um, some chimeras and made it into an ammo dump. And they're gonna like blow up this ammo dump, and this this mission I'm actually kind of I'm nervous about um, because it's I'm gonna be starting off in the middle, and it's gonna be another planet strike. So I get my guys coming in, but he had there's four bastions around the center of the table or around the center of of the uh, the board. Um, so I think there's like a one foot square area, and that's where I set up. He sets up everywhere else. So, so you're surrounded, and he can be inside the bastions. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so I know. So. Um, and then I get my firestorm attacks, which don't deviate, thankfully. Uh, but then after that, uh, he gets D3 victory points every turn flat. Like, that's just flat. And I get one victory point for every unit I kill. So I was kind of calculating it out. And uh, if you play four or uh, six games and you're averaging two, you're I need to get at least 12 victory points by the end of the game. Or else... Fuck, because he's right. going to get twelve. He's going he's to get twelve on average, average and right. maybe more if he rolls better. Mm-hmm. He could potentially roll with like a bane blade <laughs> and like a couple like death stars and just be like, "Yep, kill so me." Is this a narrative campaign? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's They're not going to be. Though. He's not going to be cheesy. Like yeah. he's been really good. So yeah, this is out of the uh, Sanctus Reach books that GW okay. released last last year. Oh, or the gosh. year before. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I think, I think last year there was like maybe. so many releases I last year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But no, it has a really like really nice campaign system with missions, and, yeah, and, nice. and Kurt's being real good mm-hmm. about setting it up. Where you know, like the terrain is absolutely perfect how it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah, um, a ton of terrain. Yeah, yeah, it, it's looked like some real good games. And and Kurt's I, a really good guy to yeah. play yeah. A, a series of games like that with because he's a, he's a player who's he's competitive, but he uh-huh. also really enjoys having a good game and playing yeah. a good game. He's always a good sport. <clears> um, <throat> yeah, so I, that 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 sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Um, 
Yeah, we we're almost done with the first book. I think we have like three or three or four missions left in it. And then we have the small book, and then we have another big book. So it's going to be going on for a while. That's cool. And then uh, I think we're talking about doing yeah, the Leviathan. We're, so we're going to be doing the the, the doing Leviathan. Nids, yes, yeah. we're gonna, which is really I'm really happy that that Kurt and Tad's uh, play speed is slow right. because <laughs> so not this Towton over here that you were showing yeah. me earlier. You I, know, you're going. I have so far been able to paint like 24 spore mines, a lictor, and a mall. Log. Lictor looked good. I yeah, that. You put and, that yeah I, was, I was pretty stoked by that. Eight yeah. more to go. Eight more to go. Yeah, the, the first set of missions we're going to be doing is going to be very infiltration forcey. So mm-hmm. I, I have lots of lictors and spores and, yeah. and Molochs and flyrins to paint up for that. Uh, and then, yeah. I'm also excited. The, the new campaign, you know, the Tau versus Imperial Guard and uh, Astro Militarum, like, or the uh, Raven Guard and all that. Yeah. Think, yeah, the next bit, bit's going to be... The, so now I have... So <laughs> if you guys wanted to, I could... Do a third one after we're done with Leviathans and do the Tau campaign. You will have I to. Love Raven Guard. Yeah. I, might, I might could be talked into that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, okay. You know, I'd have to totally relearn the rules because I, I was reminded right. of that when Gavin They're going to change it about it because he talked a lot about how it was like coming back to a new game. Which oh, yeah. For me, it is because I, I mean, I've got tons of models. Uh-huh. But I don't. I haven't played much in the new rules. Yeah. Set. I have the new rules. Yeah. But I don't. My codexes aren't up to speed. Unless you're I competitive. With. And, and unless you're competitive, on. and yeah, there is that. Like there is definitely like that. Oh my god, what just happened? But I think there's an aspect that I really like about it. And this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch way back to like high school, like when um, I, I, I well I, I don't know were we playing vampire? I think you were you, you no, phased out of role playing. Yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't play. But, I was getting <clears> more into uh, some buddies of mine. We used to play quite time. a bit. We play. Uh, we started out playing werewolf, and mm-hmm. um, you know it was a brand new system. Like mm-hmm. our buddy Jess had picked it, it up, and white wolf stuff. oh yeah, they were great. Um, and I remember, like, just doing that. And, like, one day, like, he was GMing. And he threw a vampire out there. And we're, like, beating on this guy. And it's not dying. We're beating yeah. on it some more. And we're like, holy shit, run! And we just, like, book it. Like, we were terrified. And it wasn't until, like, months later, he was like, yeah, dude, you almost had that thing beat. <laughs> oh, really? What, you didn't think you did? Yeah, yeah. So we were like, it's not dying. It's not dropping. But, like, I think the nice thing about that, it was, like, it was our ignorance that put that fear in us. Like, I mean, we felt the fear because we sure. didn't know what to expect. Like, later on, we're like, oh, a vampire has X amount of, like, you know, hit points and, you know, it has his modifiers and blah, blah. And, okay, all we have to do is do this, 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 and it's dead. But, I mean, I think that's kind of nice, too. Like, going into a game and... Being like, oh man, what the fuck is that? Oh my god! And you're having a yeah, little bit of fear in you. Um, the funny thing about that competitive that not so much. stuff <laughs> is that you guys were so excited about that and interested in it that I actually <clears throat> read like probably thirty books oh. of fluff. <laughs> I never read the rules. Oh, okay. I never played the game. Yeah. Um, but I've read all of the books about all the different clans uh-huh. and the clan wars between the vampires and all the werewolf stuff. Uh-huh. And I've just I enjoyed reading that stuff. It's a real rich world that they built there. Yeah. So that's my that's my thing. I got a game on Tuesday with Phil. Got another game uh, on Sunday with, uh, Is, uh, with Kurt. Phil taping this one there. You finally, yeah, I think you so. Finally getting on there. We're gonna I'm gonna do the knights with the uh, Iron Hands because cool. he's he's really excited to play against knights. Um, I went and did a Forge World order yeah. for that uh, that new knight with the. Uh, uh, the two big laser cutter things. Yeah. I was really excited about it. Like, oh man, he's going to bring all those predators. I'm just going to like slap one of those things and like destroy his entire world. And it hasn't shown up yet. Oh. <laughs> so, well, you still have uh, just a slightly four good. days to, for it to show up and paint it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. All right. Fine. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my world. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Why? Well, um, 
I picked up a, a couple of the Betrayal of Kalth boxes, mm-hmm. uh, getting my, my Age of Darkness army into gear, and then, you know, I've put in a little Forge World order to stop it, or, 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 or finish it. Uh, but then I remember, I was like, oh, wait, that's right, I have to get a 40k army together. And then I completely <laughs> forgot to buy my Tyranids. So oh. I uh, painted a Lictor, um, I assembled one more, and then I assembled a, a Hype Tyrant, which which was my, my big Tyranid work this week. Which Sweet. I'm like, yay, and I, I learned that Wash Wash Dry Brush is my friend. Oh, Tyranids oh. are so fun and easy to paint, man. I really like it. It's my con. It's very batchy. It's yeah. a lot like um, skeletons yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in fantasy. You can run, you can, and it looks decent. I mean, it's yeah. not going to hold up under real close scrutiny the way I <laughs> oh, do it. Oh, no. But um, you can get a decent tabletop looking army painted up really fast. Oh, for sure. So so my method is uh, cotton candy knits. So I do, <laughs> okay. I do a, do um, I do, uh, a, a white undercoat. <laughs> oh, okay. I do a pink uh, wash. I do a purple wash. And then I dry brush white on top of it. Perfect. Oh. And it turns out good. Well, yeah. I think so anyway. Well, from three feet away on a table, which is really all I'm really <laughs> painting really for nice. for those ones. See, it's better if you drink when you game than because then people really aren't looking at yeah. your models. And, and the, the, the messier I dry brush, the more it looks like John Blanchard. So I'm happy. <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's good. Uh, so are you going to get the uh, the shoulder pads and all that jazz? Because you're doing iron hands, right? Or iron fists. No, I'm doing imperial, imperial fists. fists. I'm, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to do the shoulder pads. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, instead <laughs> concentrate. I'm going to get the upgrade kits. So I'm going to get the um, the ten- or the uh, Templar Brethren. Mm-hmm. Um, which are just a bunch of bros with power swords. And I'm going to get a Spartan for them to go inside. I'll probably get the upgrade doors for those, though. Uh, so this is your... The, okay, so the uh, that's a 40k detachment, right? Or no, is it's, it? this is for 30. It's my 30k really? army, which can be used in 40k. So the Sword Brethren started out in 30k? Yeah, the Templar Brethren. Essentially, I'm getting Sigismund as well. So essentially, my, okay. my 30k army is going to be Black Templars. <laughs> from, oh. from the sounds of it. But that, that's okay. They have some pretty sweet rules. That's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think uh, a bunch of Power Swords and Sigismund coming out of a Spartan is enough to give anyone a bad day. Yeah, for sure. I also... Uh, I played some Necromunda last week, which is vaguely uh, yeah, that's great. vaguely 40k related. Um, yeah, there, there's a, about four of us met up last week, and we you know had our first game of our inaugural campaign, mm-hmm. and we did a two-on-two team game, or, or it was their second game. I, I was coming in completely new to it here, yeah. um, but it was a heck of a lot of fun. And, and remembering some of the second edition rules that I completely forgot, like oh, I declare charges before anything moves, yeah. or. Uh, you know, range modifiers. So if I'm firing a weapon, I'm ballistic skill three, so I need a four to hit. But it's a long range, so that's minus one. And then they're behind cover, so that's minus one again. So I now need a six to hit. I'm like, oh, that's a really sweet system. It really makes me think about model placement or how I'm going to run people because I'm like, well, you're going to need a seven to hit if I go here. So we'll go ahead and go for it rather than, you know, taking a cover save. So it was really sweet getting back in there again. Um, I had my lead. I, they're all named after wrestlers, obviously. I'm a big wrestling fan, <laughs> apart from my uh, gang leader, who's named after Ronda Rousey. Okay. Um, we played the day after oh, she got her. She, we got. We played our game the day after she got her butt handed to oh, her. She did. How did that go? Oh, she got her butt ah, in the game, got, not the. Oh right, sorry. I was thinking the, <laughs> yeah. the kick in the face. Yeah. Oh. She she got her butt handed to her in close combat, yeah. uh, and the irony wasn't Old lost ones. on me. Um, so yeah, she got double fumble. <laughs> so she went down and so I told her up for close combat so she had a sword she had a pistol she was going to be like part of my little close combat unit of girls that went up because I had my, like, my Asher gang and um, she got like punted into the ground by, by two Vansars of Kurtz actually Oh. and then so she got a leg Freaking wound frat boys 
So yeah, so she suffered a leg wound. So she has minus one movement. So now my close combat monster is moving three inches a turn and running six <laughs> inches. Nice. If you come anywhere near me. I'll hobble. And then uh, she also went up a level. So she got a, a characteristic increase and she got what, plus one ballistic skill. <laughs> so I'm like, Perfect. I feel I will be changing guns around around my gang yeah. and, and, and maybe she'll have some ranged weapons there. But it was an amazing game. It's been a long time since I played Necromunda. Uh, like I said, we, uh, me and a guy, Zach, uh, played up against uh, Kurt and a guy, Cody. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, it was very loose because you're like, oh, wait, how, how does this rule work? You know, sure. how, how does this work again? And yeah, Kurt was a great founder of knowledge for, oh yeah, you, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. great, thanks. I'm sorry I cheated. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that was about all I got up to this, this week in the, the 30 to 40-ish K world. Um, Andy, what about you? Well, I've been out of the game for quite some time. I, I, you know, I got a lot of kids and I got a pretty busy job. But this week I actually, um, most of my things related to 40K was with you guys. I played, uh, you, you guys were kind enough to let me play a whole bunch of games of uh, The Betrayal at Kalth, uh, which... It was not so much a, a 30K game as it was, of course, the game set in the 30K universe. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it because yeah. I think that's going to be the meat of what we talk about <laughs> later. But, oh, you're the um, best. Very much enjoyed it. We like it. your meat. Um, I, I like it. Yeah, no, no, it's delicious. My least favorite um, thing to do is to be to guess, be like, okay, let's talk about that later. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That was the best thing ever. No, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, um, since there, there, you don't have much recent history, you want to give us like a oh sure. Well, I've your... been playing since uh, I think it was about the beginning of fourth edition. The end of third edition is when I got into the game. Uh, you know, I'd been hanging around with Ted forever, so I'd played Space Hulk a long, long time ago. Uh, back you in got high me school. into Blood Bowl. Yeah, Blood Bowl. Still yeah. love Blood Bowl. Um, very excited. Specialist Games is, is coming back. Well, Specialist Games are coming back. Oh my god! Specialist Games are coming back. Tell you how happy I am. My crate of BFG models in the basement is very excited about that. Really? Messy game, but beautiful. Because my my Blood Bowl and Necromunda models lost a lot of value uh, very quickly when they announced it. Oh, oh, right. really? Yeah, I know. I have an undead team that a friend was like, "Hey, could uh, would you want to trade me something for that?" No. No, no. I've yeah. looked at eBay recently. I don't think I want to. I want to keep those. I just uh, bought my Blood Bowl box this year. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> oh, I'm just, well, you should have said something to Ted. I, I only I got. Have, a, I literally have an extra box. I only. I, I paid a hundred bucks um, for it though, so I'm oh, not see, really. That's, that's I'm not really <laughs> super. I'm not really super. Yeah, that's not too bad. Well, GW's going to um, sell it to you for 125 next time. You and I will buy it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what edition of space. How many space hulks I have now? Um, but uh, yeah, I've been playing the game for a long, long time. I've got. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Over ten thousand points at Eldar. God, I've had just get an army of the month here. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> well, I've been playing Eldar since Eldar sucked. Like way yeah. back, way back when. Way back in the I, never. I'm done. I'm being salty. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sucker got busted all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, uh, playing a lot. Uh, I most of my games have really been kind of garage games. I, you know, I enjoy yeah. playing competitively, but. Um, I know I haven't put enough time or energy into being a real strong competitive player, um, but I I really play the game to have fun and hang out with people that I enjoy um, playing games with, and I like playing complicated games. I like games with with crunchy rule systems, which is I think I'm excited to hear <coughs> Necromunda is something that people are playing. That always interested me, but I never played it. It's solid. Um, yeah, no, it's everything I've ever heard about it is that it's great. I have two or three friends who that's their favorite game. Um, but yeah, I played. Uh, I played that other game that, that, that we were talking about earlier as well. <laughs> uh, X-Wing. Right. Uh, yeah, Lucas. Uh, uh, 
but uh, and lots and lots of uh, lots and lots of video games. I find and lots of bo- bo- box games and video games are kind of what I spend my time doing now. Uh, but I still have all my models, and it's more yeah. a matter of um, getting back into a position where I take my free time and devote it towards 40k. Mm-hmm. The because uh, I love the game and I love yeah. the community that we have up here in Alaska. It's a really fun community to play with. Um, but well, now that you're about to start a, a Raven Guard, brutal <laughs> man. Yeah, the oh, release yeah. schedule for the last like two years, it's uh, it's it's killing me. As um, someone who tried to keep up with the competitive release schedule, and I I, I got mid table. I'm not a mid table competitive player. I mean, yeah. last, last time I had a terrible outing, but that was that was something else. Obviously, it wasn't my fault. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it's it's brutal keeping up because you know I would tell me like, okay, so this unit came out, so so how do I counter yeah. this? And I'm like, right. oh wait, wait, shit. Well, this unit came out, then how do I counter? So this. something uh, um I'm, I'm kind of thinking like as as we're talking about um you know like one of the one of the strategies that gw is um i think they talked about in their uh, financial reports was that they're going after the collector market like the models are going after collectors so they're trying to tailor them and if you look at like there's uh, a lot of limited edition and i've always kind of like done limited oh, yeah. edition for a while and stopped and they start doing it and like forge world do- is doing a new one like every month you know like they mm-hmm. had the the night uh pilot and then before that they had the centurion mm-hmm. and um, GW is starting to put out uh, proper's. Uh, you know, if you buy the four hundred dollar box or series, then you get like a, a data sheet or something like that, um, or right. formation. I was going to stay quiet about those sheets over here while you be positive about them. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm kind of you, you little t- in John's camp. You're going to you can look at it regardless. But my, I guess what I'm getting at is like um, they know their audience. They know that as I, I think that as their uh, the people who their market gets older as we get older, the people right. who are playing the games get older. Um, I know for me, one of my tendencies is that if I want to do something, if I have less time to do it, I'll put, I'll throw money at it. You know, like, Oh, I don't have time to paint that. I'll just buy more <laughs> as though they're going to paint themselves. <laughs> well, that's but, my strategy too. Yeah. But if I'm really into something and I have more time, like I'll invest it in putting uh, playing, putting it together and doing something interesting with it. And I spend more time with the hobby side. Um, so I think that that's like so for me like there's kind of been a, like a uh, I hadn't quite put those things together until now but I know that I have noticed that there is that collector tendency in me that wants to just like oh they're coming out with something I must buy the new one I must buy the yep. new one like all the Tau stuff that's coming out like I'm really not going to be playing any Tau for a little while um, as I have other harpies that I'm trying to get into order as well but if I could just like acknowledge that in myself and then maybe just like stop it like dude these are going to be there tomorrow they're going to be there see I don't suffer like, from that affliction there at all it, for me I, I mean I'm, I'm part of the reason why Age of Sigmar came out and Warhammer died <laughs> no lie like as yeah. far as Eldar like <clears throat> I have uh, you know when I tell you I have over 10,000 points of Eldar yeah. that's no joke I've got it and I've got super heavies I've got the uh-huh. whole nine but the I've bought maybe two boxes of Eldar in the last five years. Because okay. you don't need to add Because anything. I don't need more than, ten, you know, yeah. and so what have I bought? I, if anything, I bought new units. So the things that appeal to me are things kind of like that collector stuff that yeah. you were talking about. Uh, like when they came out with the, those Aspect Warriors that were Forge World only. Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff is really interesting to me. Um, and I really like to see the blending of um, of kind of, because when, when, when I started playing, Forge World games and Super Heavies was a very, very different thing. Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. You know, this is way before yeah. Apocalypse. It's hella it was broken. very separate. Yeah, it was brutal, dude. And so when Apocalypse came out and people stopped freaking out about Super Heavies and was just kind of like, all right, well, this can be kind of fun. Because <laughs> yeah. it's never really been balanced. Like, yeah. the, the game is not... It, it's a game about, you know, hanging out with friends, moving yeah. little men around, and, and telling a story and having fun. Like, uh-huh. that's, that's what it's about to me. And so... 
that's what I love about about the game. So I, uh, I don't know where I was going that, but uh, <laughs> that, but I have a whole ton of armies, and uh, I'm really excited to get back to Death Guard. That's the big, most exciting thing to me about Betrayal at Calth. And actually, you were talking about the Forge World and which which um, army you're going to go with. And I have a bunch of the Forge World Nervil stuff um, that's built and painted and nice. Yeah. And I've never played with it. I've got play, you know blight drones in the whole whole huh. nine yards um, because I love that whole um, decay and uh, uh, death. I love that, you know. Oh. I, just, I, just, I find it fascinating. I always have because um, your dad didn't kiss you enough as a kid, right? Well, that and the beatings. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> ass beatings. Yeah, Back beatings. in the meat locker, son. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't need a meat locker. That was, that was the porch. <laughs> where we grew up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I'm excited to see. Um, I'm excited to see movement in 30k, and I'm really excited to see them let the Hobbit go. Yeah. Um, I always thought that was kind of cumbersome and didn't really fit their their model. But I, you know, you got to recognize first and foremost, GW is, is a business. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, that's that's their bread and butter is people buying five, six hundred thousand dollar armies, and then two months later deciding that they don't like that army, selling it for half of what they paid for it, and buying another, you know, thousand dollar army. Uh, and we'll we'll get more into this here in, in the next thing. I want to do do want to talk about the specialist yeah. game announcement. Oh my! Um, God. And kind of the, the repercussions. I think a lot of what you guys have been talking about kind of fit into that decision Very much so, yeah. uh, and what it's going to mean for the market. Uh, we are going to take a quick break on that though, and we'll be right back. We're going to talk about specialist games. Yay! Yay! Man, ladies kept checking their drinks. Thanks, Bill Cosby. Hey, buddy. Have you tried chocolate? It's a natural aphrodisiac that doesn't trigger any of the FBI's chemical tests. Wow. Thanks, guy. Where are you going? To the grocery store. Chocolate for that special lady that doesn't know she's special. Yet. <laughs> we are uh, talking about the recent announcement. Well, it was recent announcement by the time this comes out. It'll be old news, but I'm oh, still yeah. going to be super excited about it. But specialist <clears throat> games are going to be coming back. Asterix at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah, that was the less exciting part of the announcement for me. But it, it did have a, Christ- a Christmas header on top. So I mean, of the well, answer, that was right? that was made by a GW store manager in Australia who just wanted to tell his customers. So he was like, "Hey, oh, okay. hey buddy, here here's the thing." But the official memo was a lot more boring. But uh, basically said that under uh, Forge World, they're 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 forming a new specialist game studio. Uh, designed to bring us all the wonderful things, uh, hopefully like Necromunda, Battlefleet, Gothic, um, <coughs> Blood Bowl. Yay! Uh, That's kind of exciting. Epic. I mean, yeah, epic. I, I, epic wasn't listed in the. Um, Do you want to know what no, I? We did I, see that epic uh, Warlord Titan. Though. You know what That's I am true. most most excited for, uh, and I alluded to it earlier before we started recording, oh, but I wanted underwear. to save it. I'm, well, no, I already no, have that. I already okay. have that. <laughs> Not Necromunda, which I do love. Not Blood Bowl, which I also love. Gorkamorka? Not Gorkamorka, which I'm a huge fan of. That was a good guess, though, because he's, you know, I know you guys are all about the Yeah, Yorks. yeah, yeah, yeah. Warhammer Quest. Oh, Ooh, Warhammer yeah. Quest was amazing. You know what I was really hoping for? I, that was one of the... Hey, hey, uh, you know what's going to happen at Adepticon? Warhammer Quest. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know who's not going to be there? Me. You guys. I can't get my time off of work. <laughs> I'm a right. slave to the wage. <laughs> they, will, they will send send uh, Warhammer Quest at some point in a box. like they uh, a space hole Seeing as me. you are oh, going, no. I am going to be sending you with cash for a Forge World exclusive miniature, Ooh. by the way. Just, it, is there a particular one? or just a... Uh, Probably however many they have. 
Because uh, I don't, th- I, I didn't see Forge World on the list of sponsors. This no, they're around. they're there. They're, they they will be there. Okay, I mean, they they, they better be. Yeah, I, won- I would be surprised if they didn't I, have a booth. I want my hoodie, my hoodie, and my miniatures. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I want them, and he's going to get them for me because I'm going to be super nice to Tad up until <laughs> so, that's gone. Are they allowed to have a, a sell you multiples, or is it just like one kind? I, I, I really hope it's multiples. Otherwise, you're going to be like, "Oh, sorry, man, your cash only bought me a hoodie." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dog. You can yeah. smell then it. Then he goes back with the hoodie and buys another miniature just with the hoodie. On. There's multiple days. Yeah, they're not going to remember you day to day. Oh, right. that's true. You're not that yeah. memorable. Hey, I'm Jeff. <laughs> we're, 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 we're internet <laughs> famous now. Inside the nose. Oh next yeah. Time yeah. You go. Oh, Great. that's so painful. I'm oh. Steve. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Steve the Coke Addict. That's why I'm bleeding from my nose, not my septum <laughs> ring that is jabbing the inside of my lining. Sorry, that's a terrible idea, isn't it? It's is is... a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> so with Specialist Games coming back, <laughs> I think, I mean, what made me really think about it was the point you guys were hitting on, is, is Games Workshop tapping into the collectibles market. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the limited runs. And, yeah. and, and honestly, Andy, the people like you, you know, who stopped playing 40K because of the power creep, who don't play Warhammer Fantasy, well, right. no one plays Warhammer Fantasy well, anymore. I have all the rules. <laughs> sad, I, sad, play. So I have Danny. all the models. Sad, oh. sad violin sound. <laughs> um, but it kind of taps into that market of, of people, you know, games you can just pick up and play. Right. I mean, with the Necromunda box, there was two gangs in there. Yeah, they weren't great gangs. They were being mm-hmm. honest with themselves, but pick up and play. Blood Bowl is the same. You have yeah, two right. teams in there. Uh, and I really can't wait to see because if they take that kind of business ethic from what we've seen at Betrayal of Calf, uh, I can only assume what we've seen with the Execution Force box game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is the kind of quality that we're getting out for it and the kind of release statement we're looking at, I think really, really exciting times are ahead. But I think Space Hulk is one of the the, the big beginnings of that when they first re-released Space Hulk. Because I was all in on that. And then when yeah. they re-released Space Hulk last year or yeah. the year before? Last year. Last year when they re-released it and they added boarding torpedoes. So they just added like three or four tiles. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a huge difference. But they changed the scenarios. They changed the rule set a little bit. And then in addition, they had downloadable data slates. So you could play as different Terminator squadrons. Yeah. I was all in on that. Oh, like cool. it wasn't even a question. I've got, I've got that. I've got um, uh, Blood Fleet. Uh, is that what it is? Dread Fleet. Dread Fleet. Yeah. Uh, I've got Dread Fleet. Uh, beautiful Have you played models. It? No, I'd love to oh, play okay. it. Uh, I actually a friend of mine gave it to me because he bought it and oh. uh, never played it. And <laughs> okay. He was like, "I know you wanted this game. Do you want it?" Yeah, because we were talking like, about sure, it like, back I'll... when there was like half off. But you and I they almost sold out. Split a copy of it, and yeah. then they sold out because they were half off, and mm-hmm. we didn't do math. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and that, and uh, I got Assassin Orion uh, Execution Force last year. That's a pretty solid game. The it's not as solid a game as as the one that just came no. out, in my opinion. Um, I actually it, bought that game purely for the Assassin model. And I think most people did, <laughs> yeah. and I think that, that. But that's the beauty of the current thing that they're doing is that they're dual purposing it. Yeah, like that's what's really nice about the um, the Execution Force. The first time we really saw that were. Okay, they came out with this box game that you could play as a standalone. You could play with what one to four players. Yeah, like, you can play that game to solo. Play that game, right. I played it solo. That's yeah. awesome. Who needs friends? Fuck friends. Yeah, I have, play by myself. Yeah, I don't need friends in my bathroom. No hell, throw the bathroom boy. Right. I'm doing naked. I have a table and dice. A squirrel, just me. Where? Squirrel wow. <laughs> execution force. <laughs> that's that's far afield. I'm not saying what the squirrel's doing. I'm just saying that the squirrel's there. Anyway, <laughs> so so the so the assassinarium elocution force. Yeah, the elocution force. Brilliant, brilliant. No, it's a terrible name. 
Really, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not good at all. It's like a. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. action and movie. They're re-releasing it, and they didn't rename the box, which is one of the dumbest damn things. So what I think is wonderful about them re-releasing it is they're re-releasing it at the same time as they're bringing out the assassin models. <coughs> mm-hmm. Did you see and the price? Point, the the price point of the assassin oh, models there, was at thirty-two dollars each. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it is cheaper to buy the board yeah. game than it is to buy the assassins buy individually. About, yeah, buy a significant number of dollars. Uh, well, I think three dollars. Oh, yeah, three bucks. Okay. So to buy the four, to buy the, to buy the four individual models. Hey, he's a father of four. That is a significant amount. Uh, hey man, that's, that's a happy meal. Absolutely. No, that's that well, is, like, is having lunch today. That's sodas for the whole family at Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, one cup, one cup share. <laughs> How many care. drinks? No one. Ice. No and, ice and four straws. Except for the wife, she always gets extra ice. But you know, that's just my my reality. So you're but, saying your wife's um, cold? Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> for the record, honey, I didn't say that. Um, talk to John. But uh, and, and congratulations making it this far listening. I just want to say that. Oh, well, I think I just kind of powered through it this week. I really I enjoyed it because. Uh, because um, Ted and I talked about doing a podcast a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I have another buddy out in the valley. I've talked about doing a podcast, um, and it's just—it's always been something that sounds really fun and interesting. You, you so know what? To see you guys pick it up and, and when, run with the idea when you don't have to have the equipment, do the editing, or any of that stuff. <laughs> it's brilliant! It's this brilliant! It's best, amazing! Right here is the best way I've ever done a podcast. <laughs> the only also, way. the only way yeah. I've ever done a podcast. There was that one time we tried that one thing, but it didn't work out. But yeah, no, that didn't work. Well, well, I never even heard it, so I'm just I, I'm, sorry. I'm sure it didn't work out. But it was fun. Well, so, it, we tried to just explain how to do how to play a board game or a card game. Right. And I think it was a, it was a visual medium, and we were using an audio medium. Like, well, maybe if we did a video, you can't see, so, but I'm giving you the thumbs up for dropping that. You didn't even do that. Oh. <laughs> it's an imaginary uh, thumbs up, but okay, yeah, it's imaginary. <laughs> so, specials games. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm curious what, it, what how it's, how they're going to do it. I think it's going to yeah. be more along the lines of what John's thinking, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, which is they're going to do box sets. Yeah. As opposed to releasing a range, which is what they did. So what I what I see happening for for something say like Necromunda is they released the base box set. Um, I, I guarantee it'll be Goliath and Orlock again uh, mm-hmm. as the two base gangs. Um, I think you'll see no no weapons in any of their hands. The weapon uh, set will be separate. Uh-huh. And then you'll be able to buy, for a limited time, I would imagine, um, the, the other gang types. So your Deluxe, mm-hmm. your, yeah. your Eshers. Um, I would imagine those being online only to, uh-huh. to kind of keep the money there, but oh, like yeah. Forge World, so. yeah, yeah, or, or Forge World. So, so yeah, they're they're either going to be so high quality plastics or they're going to be resin. Like I said, the really interesting thing for me is if this new kind of quote unquote specialist game studio is coming out of Forge World and that kind of area, the, the fact they're coming out with plastics kind of throws a whole now, new thing. Are in they there. putting coming out with plastics or is? Well, the, the 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 Horse Heresy game came out with plastics. Is that, right, that's, that's not, not from not a Forge World, World thing. If, so if you look on Forge World's website, currently they have a bundle mm-hmm. where you can buy um, the box game, and then <laughs> for X dollars more, you get all of the parts for the uh, the 30k army of whatever yeah. flavor yeah. That, that you'd like. But but I see limited runs of. Um, Gangs or teams or sides mm-hmm. or whatever, and then one main box that probably has I a agree. little bit of a longer runtime. And, and honestly, the way I, I think, I mean, it makes the past couple of years of Games uh, Workshop's business make sense in the way that they had the the Plasma Obliterator come out. Yeah. It sold out instantly. Oh. 
and they had the Void Shield come out, and it sold out instantly. So uh-huh. they see value in having those really special limited edition releases. Yeah. And you know it's kind of justified, I think, the financial decision to be able to do these specialist game things. So they're not going to have huge print runs. They're not going to be you know massive, right. massive, range-changing releases. Yeah. It's going to be you know two and duns, three and duns. You know, other print runs is required, almost like comics, man. Mm-hmm. Where you know they they oh, release yeah. they release an issue, it does really well, so they reprint it or they reprint right. it oh, again. Yeah. I think it makes good business sense, and I and I think that they when they first released Space Hulk, if you remember that first run was short, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, was more People demand than there wasn't, so you could see it selling on eBay for three four hundred bucks yeah. uh, for a hundred dollar box game. So, uh, but I didn't hear of any shortages with the second run. No, no it's still last no, it was really good. And as I don't see a single game that's being mentioned that I right. wouldn't purchase release right. week. Well, and like uh, the the boats in a, in a box game that I have that I no longer remember the name of. Dreadfleet. Dreadfleet. <laughs> so Dreadfleet, I still see boxes of Dreadfleet. Yeah. So I think that the, they did not find their sweet spot until after that because they mm-hmm. got such a high demand with Space Hulk. And so they thought that Manowar was going to have that same. I don't know why, in God's name, they thought Manowar was going to have that. Manowar same wasn't pull. super popular back in the I day. Played, I played the crap out of Manowar, but yeah, Manowar was, was a not. like supported game. So when they came mm-hmm. out with a one-off box, that was basically. I mean, the rules were different, but you know, <clears> if you had to look at what game from their past were they pulling from, it was Manowar. Well, I remember. I mean, from what I understood, Dreadfleet was it was almost like scenarios, right? Like you didn't build your absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I I think for me, like that was I would I totally would have bought Dreadfleet, you Mm -hmm. know, and probably got a couple of them had it been like the old Manowar, where it was you built your fleet, you got you went and bought blisters, you got your, and then you know, but it but it wasn't. So it was like the scenarios. I just didn't. We should get back to that. Remind me to get back to that when we talk about um, the game that we played last week because there was an article on Bulls that I want to talk about. Okay, all right. Um, I, I do, like I said, for me, like specialist games are, are all my good memories of games. Yeah. Workshop. Mm-hmm. Like for, for back of the day and kind of getting more and deeper, deeper into the hobby. Um, I remember Necromunda. I remember Gork and Morka. I mm-hmm. remember sitting around my buddy's house on Sundays playing Warhammer Quest with my Imperial Noble. Oh, hell yeah. You know, and you know, like sitting figuring out like what happened is we went from town to town. So like, I think <laughs> this kind of thing, I mean, my, my worry is that the reason I got heavily into these games was through, um, games workshop corporate stores and demo games. Right. Yeah, and that's not a thing up here. And that's not a thing up here, and that's not a thing in very many places anymore, especially mm-hmm. now that they're moving to kind of the one-man stores and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Is, is It's the demo games that really got me in. And what happened was I would play Warhammer Quest, and they'd be like, oh, well, you get this expansion bag. You can be this cool Imperial Noble. He has, like, rapier. He can do all this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. I'll pick that up because it's only, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. And then I would play that and be like, oh, well, you know, if you wanted to, to take that noble and have him in a bigger bet, you can come play Warhammer Fantasy. And this right. is more expensive. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, it's, it's gateway drugs. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. really what's been missing, uh, I think, the past few years. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how it's going to turn out. But I remember, like, for a long time, it sounds like you have this similar story where, like, I, you know, we, we picked up the books for the main, you know, like, uh, 40K and fantasy and stuff. But, and kind of were, like, 40K curious. So then I think it was, like, yeah, it was the Necromunda, the Gorkamorka, the mm-hmm. uh, Space Hulk, and, like, all the fringe games. And, um, but I, you know, I wonder also, like, it isn't like our age too, or, uh, where, I mean, we're coming into like, you know, as our country becomes more materialistic and we have to buy more stuff and we're older too, you know, it's harder to like dedicate, like, all right, every Friday we're going to get together and do Warhammer Quest with like three other people and, 
you know, it, it's hard enough getting a podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> so through that, my yeah. schedule is horrible. I know, like being able to pick up like a, we'll just pick up games. Like pickup games are super easy. Yeah, that's, that's why I've gone more towards board games and mm. the, and and games that have a shorter time length. Yeah, that's the thing is it's not so much because I play I play board games that have as long a setup as setting up a forty k board. So yeah. the setup can be forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. But if the game has a set amount of time, there's only so uh-huh. many turns. There's only so many things you can do in a set turn. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of one of the things that really appeals to me about like the space hulks scenarios and mm-hmm. about Dreadfleet and the fact that it's scenario based. I like games that are scenario based and I find that for like a hundred bucks, hundred and twenty five bucks of my money, that's a pretty sweet spot for me. And especially, you know, if I play each of those scenarios twice and there's ten scenarios, you know, uh, then I paid five bucks a scenario mm-hmm. for I, an hour hanging out with a buddy, dropping dice and having a good time. Cheaper like, than a movie. Yeah. I yeah, do I do is. the I do the same thing for video games. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I spent sixty dollars on this, but yep. I spent thirty hours completing it, so it was two dollars an hour I for think my Destiny enjoyment. Destiny cost uh, you about seven cents at this point. <laughs> 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 not quite paying you oh, yet. Man. No, 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 <laughs> not yet. Quite. I'm working on it. Just yeah. give me time. He, he hasn't oh. quite got that podcast math down. Um, but that, that that's kind of our take on the specialist games, what yeah, you guys uh, think. Let us know. Um if it's anything other than it's incredibly exciting and good for the hobby, then, then fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and take a it's break. Like we, we will be right back. We're going to be talking about Calf and Betrayals. Cowabunga, dude. Shredding these sweet waves with my board is super rad. But babes can't stand a thirsty bro brat. That's why I drink generic soda. Now with electrolytes. Chicks dig it. Generic soda causes heart disease, lung disease, pancreatic cancer, Alzheimer's, erectile dysfunction, and is the leading cause of thirst. Generic soda may dissolve solid surfaces if contact persists longer than three seconds. The Food and Drug Administration does not recognize generic soda as edible. Do not dispose of generic soda down drains or near animals. Welcome back to Mob Rules. I have been John. No, sorry, I really like doing NPR voice. It's like yeah, my favorite thing to do. Is. I was hoping that was going to be like a, a PGA thing. John. And, and well, uh, Tiger Woods has stepped up to the... And his syphilis has kicked in again. And, <laughs> oh, oh, he's itching, he's itching. Oh, and it's fallen off the, whatever the ball hits. I don't really like, know golf. John lives in Detroit with his sister, Natalie. <laughs> the other day, <laughs> they were walking to the store. Oh, story time, I like. <laughs> no, no, there's American Life, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, welcome back. That's all. Drag we're, it out. We're, we're, we're done uh, promoting NPR and This American okay. Life to fantastic stations. Please support them. Oh. They'll, they'll send you a tote, I think. <laughs> you I look for a mug. Right. Or a mug. <laughs> KSKA mug. <laughs> we are talking about the newest release from Games Workshop at the time of recording, Betrayal at Cal. Ooh. Otherwise known as Starter Age of Darkness for 30K by Manny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, which, you know, we're, we're being big boys here. We're ignoring yeah. that part. We, we are aware no, that's what a lot really. of people are... Well, yeah, no, we're, we're already doing it. Yeah. yeah, you guys aren't ignoring that one bit. I, I might be ignoring it over on my side of the table. Yeah, even you didn't. You're just no, I just, the, I made me think about buying rule books and uh, uh, add-ons made of resin. I bought two boxes <laughs> right. specifically for hey, that. Hey, did you notice the, uh, the new White Dwarf? Um, has a scenario. Story. For, but it takes two boxes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, he's not You're serious. shitting me. No, no dude. It specifically you told says. Me it was out. I went and bought it. And it needs two boxes? And you need two boxes. To oh, you need a friend. How's that? Not only that, you potentially, need, mo- you potentially need more because more there's a, uh, you get random guys. The word bearers get random guys. Mm-hmm. And if you roll high yeah, enough, you can bring in an extra dread. 
Yep. So you may need like five dreads. Well, <laughs> shit, we got to go buy some more Kalf boxes. Especially need like three more resin, resin, resin. Yeah. So what we're so, talking about, Petrola Kalf is a box game system coming out of Games Workshop based on the Petrola Kalf, the time yeah. during the Horus Heresy when uh, the word bearers finally revealed their hand and turned on the Ultramarines, and you no know, shit got real. Wrecked them. Wrecked them. Wrecked the Ultramarines. <laughs> yeah, that was, drove them into uh, subterranean caverns, which is it, where the game takes place. And it's kind of fun. You know, the thing I really dig about the the Horus Heresy, what I'm starting to read, and I'm no aficionado by any means, but uh, on the Horus Heresy, but the uh, what I'm digging is like the you get a roof for the bad guys. Like the Ultramarines, normally, like in the 40k stories, they're getting there, they're beating the tar out of people, but like they're doing it. They're, they're like, are they're getting it? They're on the receiving end this time. One of my favorite things that because I've read <clears throat> probably the first twenty of the Horus Heresy novels, it I stopped reading them because there's no end in sight. Oh, okay. Uh, and for me, when I read a series, I love the background. But when they when they first started coming out with with the Horus Heresy and then with the Age of Legends stuff, which was their whole Warhammer fantasy line, um, you know about Sigmar and whatnot, uh. I expected it to have closure. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be a in a box thing that finished the story, you know, beginning to end and kind of fleshed out those things you didn't know about the Legions at the time of the Horus Heresy, uh-huh. um, which it does a good job of doing. It just got overwhelming. Oh. You know, there's a lot point. of stories. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point because, I mean, as, as you know, a friend of the show, Gav Thorpe, said last time, there was a lot of Legions really doing nothing um, right. during the, the Heresy, so they, they have to add stories for them because otherwise they're going to have a bunch of people being like, well, how come the Dark Angels aren't doing anything yet? Right, so they had a whole... Which in the first set of ten books, that, that Dark Angel side story, to digress for a minute from the Betrayal of Kalth, that, that Dark Angel side story I thought was the weakest of the first ten Horus Heresy novels. Uh, because it pulled totally away from the Horus Heresy and focused on what was going on yeah. with the Dark Angels in their in their world of origin. So, and let's be real, no one cares about Dark Angels. <laughs> I don't. No. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, It's not something yeah. I've really ever had an affinity for, and I, I don't understand Except for all the rogues. literature written by Gav Thorpe. Why do they have... I know, I love really Gav Thorpe. They're, they're fantastic books. They're just yeah, a terrible traitor legion. That, well, why do they need robes? Uh, in I don't know. Power armor that can survive in the void of space. Not, not only has science gone Ropes? backwards, but uh, logic <laughs> because they're space monks. They're yeah. eight feet tall. We're the space monks. Like what? How is that like sneaky? I don't know. I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you think? I like the aesthetic. I know that a lot of the world of 40k is about the aesthetic. So I get that's where it is. You know. Do Do you think that when a dark angel has his hood? blown back off of his power armor helmet he even notices i think that shit is glued on <laughs> there are either there are magnets it's on the side of the helmet and it's stuck yeah. like i don't think that comes off like that's the weird part yeah. about it is that and you got to figure okay so that they, do they like have like a robe wing on their battle cruisers <laughs> so that after every battle when their robes are burned off and shredded from all of the fire they have and battle, steve the laundry servitor oh, yeah, God, yeah they've got suck. like a whole weaving section in their ships somewhere he it's hasn't really... taken this off in 43 years. Could you right. imagine cleaning that? That's my job. Like, can't you just see, like, the crusade for, like, the perfect space cotton? 
<laughs> I mean, this is where the Dark Angels for me whole kind of dedicated falls apart. world. Just and then there's Cipher, who I have a great love for. Brother so. James, your robe is still <laughs> smudged and dirty. Did you not use the tide? Exactly, man. <laughs> tide sticks at every corner of the, of the ship. Is it turn it? Sitting like, hey, you better get it now before it stains. It's ridiculous. Man. Everyone's like strapped into the drought pod, and the veteran sergeant sitting there scrubbing on people's robes, being like, the stain is not coming out. It's it's to me, it's as incongruous as like seeing an them building like a scale businessman suit with a fedora for a freaking space marine just doesn't make any rational sense to me i just really want to see a fedora in a space marine now though yeah. yeah talk to ted i bet you know <laughs> we could do this give him enough time and putty and, and that could be we, we can out. have the the douchebag hipster uh, captain right. douche oh, glitter beards. <laughs> give glitter him a glitter beard, beard and a fedora oh god oh Please, that's the worst my life so Battle of Cal. So Cal, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it's an original game system. It is not a modified rule set of any previous ones that came out. Right. Um, honestly, I don't see it as being close to really anything that's come out before. There are some similarities to things like Blood Bowl and a, and a couple of their movement rules, but that's yeah, that's about I all I really see. I mean, I, mean, I kind of see Space Crusade a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's aspects of other games, but it, it's, it's very unique. I see more similarities between this game and other dungeon crawl type games. Oh, yeah? That I, you know, just in the sense that you have X number of actions a turn, and then you have a list of things you can choose to do as uh-huh. part of those actions. It's very similar to um, some of the Fantasy Flight stuff, you know, Descent, uh, Imperial Assault, um... But I, I really one of the things that surprised me was the the uh, the crunchy bits in the game, like when you get a critical hit, how oh. each weapon has a different critical result, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, let, let's go a little bit yeah. into the mechanics of the game here. So, like right. you said, um, do you want to go through the basics of what's actually in the box? Yeah, first? yeah. Let, let, let's go through that there. Let, let's go through the box itself. Why, why don't you start off with that? Andy? All right. So they they got four tiles, four large large hex tiles. And each set, what do you think, probably 20 hexes on a tile? They're double-sided? Maybe They're 20 hexes that? a tile. <laughs> about 20, uh, 20 hexes a tile, double-sided, and then they every scenario tells you how to lay it out. Uh-huh. Um, then there's word bearers. And if you get two boxes. If you get two boxes, you've you go. got a lot of hexes. <laughs> Trucking. Right. Uh, the, the word bearers get the uh, Contemptor Dread. Uh-huh. Uh, they get their... Um, Sorgorax. Sorgorax, is that the name of the... Mm-hmm. Bull. Sore thorax. That guy is killing me, man. <laughs> the names are a little rough for me. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're pretty special. <laughs> Captain Atheon is my favorite. Uh, I, I think I tried to look up uh, Kurthus uh, said mm-hmm. earlier in the lexicanum, and it kept like wanting Kurt to autocorrect to uh, uh, Kurt's she's. Kurt's she, not yeah. Kurt's shed. Like pearl. <laughs> that's what I think it would autocorrect. Kurt's shed. That right. that is that's um, good. But the models are are really nice. I think for uh, for. For being, um, except for the, the except for the dread, the dread is a little bit, uh, especially having seen the Forge World oh, okay. Contemptor. Like I think by comparison, it really pales. Which is what what can you expect in a yeah. boxed game? Like it, this, it suffers right? a little for a monopose, but at exactly, the same yeah. time, I mean, and on a costing level, oh for sure, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can take static pose. I can you know, but I, I don't think that this one is going to be like the rest of the Marines. I, you know, they're probably going to be selling them. In box sets, mm-hmm. like they, they're looking for the future or right. towards the future of that one. I think, I mean, the, the dreadnought, like it's, it's a one shot. Like are they you know, I think they realize that. Think? Like, are they going to do that? like Hellbrute when the uh, yeah the 40K for sure. Box? Mm-hmm. Well, see, I don't know because because Forge World does real good business off that Contemptor model. Right. No, I'm not I, thinking that they're going to do a plastic Hellbrute. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what he meant by Hellbruting it. Well, so you no, have I like meant- the, yeah the monopose one, and then you release the plastic box set with the the multipose one, right? 
No, no. I, oh, I was okay. thinking of, sorry, I guess I was thinking about the beginning when it first came out. Yeah. And there was One no shot. model. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could do um, stuff from Forge World that was yeah. modified, or you could do... Though now that you mentioned that, gosh, I mean, th- this one was fine. I really don't mind this Dreadnought. No, but, not at all. Uh, but yeah, I think about like a Hellbrood. Like that model was amazing. It's great. Like it's that was model. it was better than like the the one that came out with later. But it was yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it was and a big improvement shot. on my metal blocky chaos space. <clears throat> oh yeah. Do you, do you have the cool one with the Reiki claw leaf hands? Yep, yep. I do. I love those ones. It was like Night Lord specific, almost from the, the yep. from the metal mode. I do. I have I have multiple. Somebody of those. bring the evil Mini Cooper yes. <laughs> with the, with the yard rake. <laughs> <laughs> it just killed me that when I first started playing, they had the nice loyalist plastic kit, and you had this giant chunk of metal that oh, weighed. God, terrible. I still remember how, like, how much <laughs> those kits fell weighed. off all the damn time. It just well, yeah, because it's like a twenty pound block of metal. Well, yeah, <laughs> just the left arm. <laughs> it's brutal. And then uh, what else is the box? The box has dice, it has strategy cards, which were pretty awesome. Those that was a really neat addition to the game. Some I reference thought. cards, some nice markers. Yeah, reference cards for every unit, which is what they did in the Assassinorium uh, box. You had a reference card for each unit. I think they they did carry that mechanic through mm-hmm. um, with the core rules there. Uh, something I, I thought was really a surprise to me. Well, that's more crunchy in the game is the upgrade system, um, mm. which was basically here are the upgrades you can take if you want, but you don't have to take any of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, just saying, like, here's your unit. You can give it a melta gun. You can give it this. And you can give yeah. it one, any one of those things. You can give it a missile launcher. Or you could give it a heavy bolter. Or you could just go with bolters. Which really uh, adds to the kind of the tactics of the mission you're playing. Very much so. Because I know there, there was some the the, the, the the scenario we played yeah. um, where kind of having a heavy flamer was an amazing deal because you could do yeah. this, this, and this. As soon as you realized I had that, you squished that. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that, that fucker died yeah. quickly. And, and rightfully so. I was like, I got one shot. I hope I roll good. So, I mean, it, it adds another kind of tactical depth, and it's kind of it's, it's yeah. weird we spent the past couple of months, or some of us have spent the past couple of months, like lamenting that, oh, Age of Sigmar has no points, it has no points, and this has no points, yeah. but I don't see a lack of balance on the missions there whatsoever. And if there is a lack of balance, <coughs> I don't feel bad about it, because it's a narrative yeah. set of missions, and there's not a real negative to the next mission. It mm-hmm. doesn't stack. It's not like... Some campaigns where I played where if you lose one game, then you have an impact on the next game that's negative towards you. So if you don't play well for two or three games, you can end up having a real significant negative consequence. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that. Now, I didn't read all of the scenarios. No, did you read There's no... no. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I like that. I like that it's a one-off. Yeah. And I did think some of the scenarios were a little more heavily balanced towards one side or the other, but they felt pretty fair well, to me. I, felt like I, I had really feel it's just chance. the way you play the missions more, yep. than, more than anything else. Are you, are you saying I'm a shitty player? No, I'm, the, I'm just saying it's how you the read the, the missions <laughs> the more than anything else. There. Sorry, defensive much. Me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you did win two of the three games. No, four, three of the four games. No. Didn't you? You won, no. you won our first game. Yes. You won against... No, you no. lost... It. Oh, you were 2-2. Two and two. I was 2-2. Two and two. That's right. Okay. Rematch, bitches. Oh, okay. Rematch. You know, I went home to buy pants for work. I was 1-0. Yeah. 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 Fucked <laughs> like a stallion that night. Brutalized <laughs> <laughs> me in that game. That was the second time I was like, I want to try that scenario again. That, that was, I want to I give it a shot. See if I can do it. Oh, he just beat the crap out of me. <laughs> it was fun, though. Yeah. So, so it also comes with... Uh, what, 30 dudes? Yep. 30 dude bros. Three missile launchers, three heavy bolters. Uh, three plasma guns, three flamers. Three yeah, it's, it's essentially like three of the same sprue, which is super nice. Yeah. So that was, the, the de- 
Um, you know, something I really dug was I think I was looking through there, and there's roughly 15 distinct legs. Although, really, like, it's all the same mark. You know, like, you got a couple little nubs on this knee, nubs on that knee, or whatever. Um, but it's really generic. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things about that is, like, um, you know, being an orc player, you, you go and buy the Stormboy box, and all you're doing is mix and matching, like, character. You know, <laughs> like, right. you the, yeah. you're kind of like, well, there's that guy with the, the gun that's attached to his elbow. All right. Yeah. Oh, he's over there, too. He's over there. He's over there. All right. These were on sale. But, you know, that's a good thing that there's only 30 boys in a mob. (laughs) Holy shiz. Or a good formation, there's like 90. Right. But I think, like, this is cool when you, like, they they go back to the basics. We're just like, strip it. Here you go. Have your guys. If you want to put character into it. And granted, like, back in the day, like, during the horse heresy, in the 30K... uh, it was it, it wasn't as um, I mean, people didn't have purity purity seals on everything. People didn't have like a lot of character. They were uh, like the imperial guard, but in power armor. So so this is cool. Like I, I'm, I'm I'm digging that it's like real basic. If you want to put the character on your guys, you can. Right. Oh, like, please don't, don't put purity seals on them. My, <laughs> my fluff hurts. <laughs> Sadly, I think I made a conversion. I was going to make a, I, I took a. Um, Kurtha said, and was going to turn him into a, a chaplain for my iron hands. And I built him a uh, bionic arm. And there was like, oh, there's a gap right there. I could just put a purity seal in the gap. <laughs> like, oh, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they have uh, the Terminator models, which are actually pretty nice. Yeah, uh, plastic cataphracti, yeah. which is kind of the, the model of Terminator armor that the, the Forge World's been known for. I've seen the resin models. I mean, they're yeah. beautiful models. It's, it's a great looking kit. I mean, the plastic ones, honestly, are, are almost just as good. I mean, they're a little yeah. bit more static in the pose, I, I would say, but but really, really nice models. And for the price point, ridiculous. Oh, I mean, a full squad of Terminators, <clears throat> a full Dread, and yeah. what? 30 dudes. 30 dudes. That's I'm, ridiculous. For that, just some, for the plastic, that's a hell yeah. of a deal. I'm already seeing some good conversions for the Dreadnought. Um, mm-hmm. yep. One guy had taken, I think, the, the brass etch that comes in the basing box, mm-hmm. and he took, like, the Aquila and, like, wrapped it around his, uh, his I don't know, his collar or whatever. Nice. It's just, like, it's a little detail, but I think that really kind of spruced. I think that's what people noticed, like, in the, I think I was on the uh, Warhammer 40K uh, Facebook fa- uh, uh, group, and that's, you know, a pretty populous group. So a lot of people were like, oh, my God, where'd you, where'd you get that face? Where'd you get that? Da, 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 where'd you get right. that? So, I mean, you know, just little things like that. You could probably get it spruced up and looking like a Forge World you know, quality. So. So. My only thing about it, though, as I thought about it, is because for me, this is not, at least not right now, going to be the start of a 30K army. You know, for me, this is Christmas a board is game. Um, well, you get me what you want to get me, <laughs> But uh, the... Uh, I'll so take, back me, uh, <laughs> take back the marshmallows and Take back the marshmallows and get $1,000 of Forge World upgrades. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds like a fair trade. And um, marshmallows. Right. <laughs> I'll, make you, I'll make you some Rice Krispie treats if you want. If that's the trade you're looking for, I'm so, I don't know your guys' lingo, but keep that filth off the show. Yeah, I was oh. almost turned on. <laughs> that was not a euphemism. I was talking about a snack. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so was that. Right. <laughs> so chewy. <laughs> Yummy. But, um, yeah, so I, I thought the price point was really, really good. But my concern yeah. is putting them together with such variability. And really, in something I saw in the missions that we played is that there's going to be times where you want to kit or outfit your your troops differently. There's going to be times where you want to go for that critical that's going to take away an action from um, from the enemy because they have a t- certain number of turns in which to complete their mission. So if you're taking away one of their actions mm-hmm. and they only have one person who can do this thing they have to do to win the mission, 
it, you know, you're going to want to go with the heavy bolter instead of the rocket launcher. So my concern, um, you know, is how, you know, and I know the answer is rare earth magnets, but, <laughs> you know. You watch Breaking Bad, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnets, bitch. That, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's how the you answer. Do it, yeah. Um, or just playing a cool gray group who are like, this heavy weapon here, this is a uh, heavy bolter. See, and that's more likely <clears> to me. Because um, I've, I've, tried, I've tried magnetizing. I, I don't have the patience for it. And yeah. the other thing is I have a metric ass ton of space marines that Dude, I'll you're just good. swap yeah. out. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. It's more of a little thing, you know, because it's not, one of the things that I really, truly love about Space Hulk as a game is that it's in a box. Oh, yeah. No options. There's no about. there's no options. Mm-hmm. It's straight up. This is a scenario. This is what you need. You put it together. This is a little bit different than that. So, um uh, something I liked about the the options and stuff is that it seems as though, and then we haven't played too many games. I think sure. we've played, um, yeah. like, you, well, you've, four. you played four. played four. I played three. Right. John's played one. Um, is that I, I love the, the mecha- I love the mechanic where you have, and I think John started to talk about this, where, like, uh, you know, if you have a unit of three guys, and it, you don't want to, mo- like, lump all of your special weapons together right. because you can only proc one of them. Like, only one of them is going to kick ass mm-hmm. and uh, get the crit. Exactly. Yeah, um, that's an important rule thing too. Is that if you have three <coughs> weapons shoot, yeah, and you get one critical hit, you pick which critical happens. And so I, I guess there's like there's a lot of strategy in like odd little places. Like that's one of them. Is like how do you want to build up your squad? I mean, you right. could in a way like if you're looking for a crit to work, you know, maybe you do want to like throw in a, a guy who has like a um, heavy bolter, so you could be rolling those what was it six shots, right? Hoping to get a crit so that you can get the crit off of somebody's melta gun or something mm-hmm. like that, and then have them all go through or, or whatever. I mean, so there's like a different kind of strategy for a different kinds of thing. And, and that was something like when we first played the first mission we played, you know, I think we were just kind of like, Oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. Right. You know, I think I took a missile launcher and like a, um, melt a gun yep. or whatever. And after, after a while, like, Oh, those aren't as good. And I think the, the second mission where, you know, we're booking is like, wow, you know, heavy bolter kick ass, you know, yep. like the bolter in general became like an amazing weapon. Because it takes like, an action. And we, right. we only played the first two missions. The first two missions are timed. Yeah. And so is the third mission. So mm-hmm. that's the thing is that you have a limited amount of time. So a weapon where the critical is that you take time away from your yeah. opponent is hugely powerful in this particular mm-hmm. rule. So, so to explain it a little bit here, yeah, each each model has a, a bulk value. So right. one Space Marine is one bulk. A uh, Cataphractic Terminator is two bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Boy Dreadnought is three bulk. And each of the hexes can hold three bulk points total. So that's how you kind of break out your squad. Yeah. Um, so you would have your three guys in, in mm-hmm. one hex, uh, and those guys have two action points a turn. You can use one of those action points to run two squares, walk one square. You can use it to shoot. You can use it to um, assault. Assault, But you only have two a turn. And now all bolt weapons <clears throat> in this game, if you score a critical hit, they take away an action point. Right. And because it, the game is kind of, it's not I move all my guys, you move all you guys, your guys. It's like I use an action point, you use an action point. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, bolters to me were very overpowered in a, in a really good way and to the point where, like, I was rolling a bunch of dice and I'm like, I don't want to use a missile launcher guy. I really want to right. take away your action. But you yeah. want the dice from the missile launcher. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think it's a really nice mm-hmm. mechanic to kind of make you choose. That, like, do I choose death or do I choose <laughs> taking your, your ability to move or shoot back at me away? And when you're firing right. at a Terminator, like, it, taking away actions is great. <laughs> like, it huge. seemed like that was... Especially because Terminator is one of the <clears throat> fluff things that they have, which we're not fluff. One of the rules that they have, which is really fluffy for the Terminators, is that they can advance, which is move one instead of running, which is two squares. Yeah. They can advance and shoot. Uh-huh. So they basically get two actions for one. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, they have. They, 
effectively, you know, they move half as they move half as quick as the Space Marines do, uh-huh. but they can move two hexes a turn and still shoot completely effectively for those two spaces. The Dreadnought has that as well, uh, which is a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, God, um, I didn't realize that until end of the game. <laughs> like when we had the I think that third like, scenario oh, would go totally differently. Um, if we read the card entirely before we played it, I think that would have helped. <laughs> we got to use the dread, John. Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! Yeah, it I was, tore it was that motherfucker. Oh, you asshole! It was brutal. So oh. the dread's pretty powerful, then. No, no, it, it, no. It, it could have been. It could have been, but I think like, the, I don't like, know. We well, did, I don't know. Right? Really? We, we, we I didn't. Saw it. it wasn't until the very end, after I'd lost my gun, that I was like, "Oh, I have the." Uh, move in advance or whatever the heck it was, like the the, the the walk forward and shoot thing. Yeah. And it had the assault cannon on it, you know? Like, I moved, and then I got hosed, you know? Like, so if I had moved and been able to shoot like that, maybe that would have changed things up, but... Um, I think it would have. But I think I think also, like... Because I was got, able to move out of your range, yeah. out of your range of sight, your line of sight, <clears throat> and your fire arc between your movements. Yeah. So I think yeah that was that was that was nifty. It's pretty sneaky. I but like it, it. It was. Hey man, I, I'm not the one who didn't read the card. I didn't even know it had <laughs> yeah, the roll until like we get to the end of the we game. He's like, playing. oh, yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> well, definitely <laughs> no next time. But it was kind of. I mean, you you also did really well. I think like um, taking out the dreadnought because it has it has six cards. So when you shoot a dreadnought, oh, I got lucky, you, you get to pick um, one. You get to pick one of six cards, and it's a different part of the body. And, um, and and it's that, random, which is really <clears throat> really pretty cool. Like, and there's there's actually an ultramarine. You you draw a card every turn. You build a deck of cards. Uh, sometimes they give you set cards. So like yeah. I had the melt a bomb card uh-huh. uh, and the targeted shot card in that third scenario. Uh, and then I built a deck randomly out of the other cards that mm-hmm. I drew one every turn. Um, but one of the big ultramarine cards is to be able to pick the body part that you target, and that's huge because. The five different body parts. When one of them, when they're damaged, they do different things to the other parts. And there's a core to the dreadnought that if you destroy the core, you reduce the armor of every other part by mm-hmm. two. Oh, that was that so. Was I got that early. So you targeted that right straight away, or no? I don't think I, you got. Yeah, I pulled yeah. it. Uh-huh. I pulled it oh, uh, the second time. I, I don't think you used the melt bomb. Did you? No, I didn't even yeah. use the melt bomb card because by to. the time. Because the melt bomb only has a range of three hexes. Mm-hmm. So by the time he was close enough that that was going on, <coughs> he had no power claw. He had no uh, <laughs> melt cannon. Arcania. And he's running at you to kick you. Totally. Yeah, it, it, was gonna, yes, <laughs> it was the Black Knight. It was the Black Knight. And he was black. I was still trying to like go. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, it was definitely the Black Knight for Monty Python. And I had wiped out everything else that he had on the board at that point. So I would, I'd be in, I can't wait to replay that scenario. Yeah. With proper rules knowledge from your right, opponent. right, because we we none of it, we weren't trying to, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and that's where I think like squeeze in another game that day just yeah. to get another game to play. And I don't think that like you know the the what is the something other advance where you walk forward and shoot like that would have been fun. I don't know that it would it's it possible that it would have changed the game a little bit, but I think like you just really got like really good pulls. Like you know, the mm-hmm. first one was dropping the well. the assault cannon. Like you popped yep. the assault cannon right off the bat, and then like oh, getting gosh. the the, uh, the reactor like mm-hmm. right away, and then like everything just fell because like. All right, so so going back to the mechanic of the game, you roll all the dice for your your unit. So you have every bolter is like two dice, right? And then I, uh, so you, for example, I had a a heavy bolter and which I think is like what four or five, uh, six six dice, yeah, six dice. I had a heavy bolter and two bolters. So now you're looking at ten dice. So ten dice. There's uh, if you can imagine, all right, each dice is basically like. If you roll a six, you get a crit. I mean, there's yep. little a crit symbol. Um, a four and a five is a hit. 
uh, a two and three is a shield, and then a one is a nothing. So um, here you are, ten dice. You you throw all that, and you're looking for basically half of those. So you know five right. five damage. Um, then you take then the your uh, the recipient takes their armor uh, dice and throws them. So right. you know a marine would have two. Um, I think Some it's of, actually one of the dreadnought parts had six. Yeah, yeah. So like the final one, the 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 uh, sarcophagus. Was um, I think it was armor six, stamina six. So you have you roll six dice to stop it, and then you have uh, you have to get six wounds before you drop it. And wounds wipe so, at the end of every. Right. It's like magic uh, gathering, right? It doesn't <laughs> matter. So either you kill it or you don't. And if you don't kill it, it's back up to full wounds the next time you shoot at it. Yeah. So I think like you dropped it down, and then I think you had like another card too that like. I did. dropped it. I drew, like dropped the I, stamina down I, too. To yeah, like I mean, I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I like, got lucky and stamina six. Uh, nope, it's one. Oh, that bolter killed you. And you cheated for me. So <laughs> the combination of those two things really uh, worked out well for me. On yeah. that third so, scenario. But that, that dynamic, I think that was really cool. Where, um, John, what do you think about the? I really enjoyed the game. Like I said, it, it was it was simple enough to pick up really quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a lot to it, though, as well. Like I said, it was like, do I use my bolter to take away his action, or do I use my um, missile launcher to, to take away his models? Or uh, It was a lot of fun. I mean, I think some of the, like, the scenario I played, the, the number two one, uh, I think it was a little unfair on the time limit placed <coughs> on the scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was a little, like... It, it's doable. I think if I got lucky, or the, if the Space Marine so, player gets lucky, the Ultimate player, they could do it. I feel in that scenario you have to take a flamer for your terminators. Mm-hmm. The flamer has to start with Atheon so yep. it can move from so turn can, one. And so it can shoot from turn one. Yeah, because for for word bearers to win you need to fill that room in the center with models. Right. And then you shoot your, your, your flamer into there as the way to kinda of successfully get crits on everyone around there. Right. Stag- yeah. So so there's ways of doing it, but at the same time I feel that it's such a narrow victory condition, like you have to have A, B and C happen to, to exactly. have a better chance yeah. of winning that I feel it could be balanced better <laughs> through not having a, a time limit on, on the turn. <clears throat> or I I feel even just like one or two more turns, yeah. or the because there's a unit of three terminators that starts and doesn't get to move until the third turn. You right. Know, the way the game is set up, the mechanic is that when you draw your card for the fifth turn as a ultramarine player, you lose. Right. It's in the rules that if you draw that card for the beginning of the what, third what turn, was, the game I, I wouldn't over. be surprised if that was like a misprint. And what they were trying to say is like after, after, right? Yeah. So you get that. So when, when you have right. no cards to draw, to yeah. Like why would you even bother putting that card so, in there? So though? what was re- right, so it should be? It should be when you cannot draw. We should yeah. try like yeah. home, you know, just making that modification <laughs> sure. as like a house rule. Uh, and what was what was dumb to <laughs> me was that I, I could move all of my ten word bearers and and shoot at your three inactive terminators, <laughs> and they could off. do nothing back. It's the power of Candy Crush. We we did joke that they were sitting playing on their 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 heads up right. display Candy Crush game. <laughs> no, but, I mean generic match three game. Yeah. <laughs> so but but it was kind of dumb to me that I could shoot them and they were just like, oh my god, you're betraying you think me. It was dumb to you. Those were my terminators. Yeah. <laughs> that was... That's true. That's true. But like, it's it's a solid game system. It's yeah, really easy it to was. pick up. I mean, it's something I have a, I have a ten year old I plan on playing this with yeah, because yeah. it. It's really it's it's easy to pick up. There, there's a lot of tactics behind it. I think it's a really solid game system. Yeah. And if this truly is kind of the first offering from this mm-hmm. new quote unquote you know specialist game studio, yeah, then then I mean the future is bright. I'm all in. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a really solid mix between casual and crunchy gaming. So because the strategy is there, you can go really deep and you can have a really strategically deep game. <clears throat> but at the same time, 
I, you know, I'm going to play this with my 11-year-old and have a blast. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to understand it. He's going to be able to play it, and he's going to be competitive at it. He's not going to feel like he's getting handed no. a victory or handed a loss. Yeah. And it's a gateway drug again. Oh, for yeah. sure. He already has nits. Gates open. One of the things I, I was noticing is like, all right, so the, for the weapons, there's, they really give you very limited options. I mean, in, in the yeah. Horus Heresy, there's you know all the all the weapons, almost all the weapons in 40k plus more. And you know, for for us, they gave us a melta gun. They gave you a flamer, um, a plasma gun, a, a heavy bolter, and a missile launcher for your for your dudes. And then I think there's only like a few different options, like power fist, power weapon, or power sword. So power fist, power sword, uh, lightning claw. Um, I think you get a pistol, uh, bolt pistol. I think that's it. I mean, no, there's not there's, a lot of options. There's combi bolter. Oh right, combi bolters. Uh, all the combi bolter varieties. Yeah, there's com- all the different combi bolters. Yeah, so, not all of them though. Just I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be super boring right now. Yeah, <laughs> assault cannon, bolt gun, bolt pistol, combi and, bolter, and now, flamer. You, the assault cannon is the uh, the dreadnought version. Yes, the the right. assault cannon. You have the heavy flamer, melted gun, missile launcher, multi melted plasma gun, plasma pistol, chain fist, chainsword, contender, power fist, lightning claw, two lightning claws, power fist, power sword. So right. I really and we s- never really saw the melee. Um, no, mechanic very much. Well, just because when you beat my dreadnought up. But that was <laughs> Ted really wanted <laughs> to show you the melee no mechanic. Yeah, so no we never really saw the melee. No. You might have head butted me. But I could, I could really see. You know, already we've seen uh, a mission in White Dwarf. You know, and they're really trying to push it. Um, but you know, if they really wanted to, like I could see expansions, kind of like um, you know Warhammer Quest. You know, where yeah, sure. maybe they have. Um, a, a, a different kind of dreadnought. Maybe there's a Furiosa dreadnought. Maybe there's. I know, really, I really want to see kind of what they did with Space Hulk and yeah, having I mean, like uh, the original Space Hulk. Yeah, Space Hulk? yeah like diff, different, sets? different Legion downloads. Oh, okay. So, so like oh, uh, a mission okay. for Imperial Fists versus Iron Warriors, or uh, a mission yeah. for any of the other Legions at War. I'm not, you know, Space Wolves and um, Thousand oh. Suns. Yeah, the, oh. and the way they did that was actually really pretty innovative. That the way that that Games Workshop Digital did it is that. You had the set of scenarios and sets of weapons for those those guys. They had you had rules for building your own space Hulk scenario, yeah. and then in each one of those digital downloads, they'd created an interactive like turn counter, mm-hmm. so you didn't have to get out the big cardboard one that comes in the box. So something a mechanic like that that would track. So say they, for example, put in and randomized the cards that you draw mm-hmm. as an added bonus. Um, so you say oh, yeah. we're playing scenario three. And you click a button, and it flips the Ultramarine player's deck open, so the Ultramarine player can look at their cards and pick what they want to play. So that way, because that's something that's a really successful mechanic in a lot of board games that have a bunch of components and are very complicated. Um, some fantasy flight games do that, where they have a a component that is yeah. an app that takes literally a hundred cards off the table, mm-hmm. but you still get all the random draws. You still get the complete game, and the app, you know, is four or five bucks or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they can figure out a way to, to create it Whew. in a reasonable cost, yeah. uh, which is always the, the killer, but mm-hmm. if they can figure out a way to create it at a reasonable cost, I think that that could be a huge boon. Sure. Um, uh, and they're getting into the apps. So yeah. slowly. What I, what I think they're going to do, though, is a box. I think they're going to have a box, yeah. like what Ted's talking about, but they're going to pick models that are going to play in here, and I foresee like more vehicles or a way to, to bring in a mechanic of, um, you know, more specialized types of troops that are in the mm-hmm. Horse Heresy. I'm not very familiar with the rules for um, the the Forge World uh, 30k game. Yeah, uh, but I'm thinking that they're going to make some plastic versions of those <clears throat> models that might fit very well into this 
I mean, a, a best case scenario, they're going to take the best selling infantry models from Forge World, and they're going to make plastic models of it to free up some of their production uh, yeah. and kind of some of yeah. their 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 molds. And that might sell like hotcakes, which I think is right. why it's like we got Mark IV armors because that was a yeah. more popular armor, and now they right. have less resin they have to make. And they can concentrate on other things. Right. Um, just kind of sum it up, guys. I mean, I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't play the game that comes in the box. Oh, yeah. It's it, it is so much fun. It's a really sound, fun little throwaway kind of game. Very pick up and play. Very pick up and play. Very simple rules. Um, I did literally no research before playing mine. And and Ted read the rule book for us. It was great. I know Ted read the rule book, Joe. But it, it's it's a great game. Um, I think you know we see one of two scenarios happening with this game here. We either see continued support for it through expansions or so and so, or or Games Workshop just keeps counting their money and, and moves on. Yeah, and, and I'm yeah, I can see there. I'm totally comfortable with either. To be yeah. quite honest, as a gamer, because for me, I'm really excited <clears throat> we have that I have this solid boxed game. Uh, you know that exists in this universe and world that I love, but yeah. I don't need to continue to spend. Fifty dollars a month to keep Absolutely. up with the creep, yeah. um, you know. Just, that's just in books, let alone plastic. Um, <laughs> and I know. think that the rules are flexible enough that coming up with our own scenarios is going to be incredibly easy. Agreed. Um, I say I think there's a lot of longevity of the game. And, yeah. I, and once again, if you're just buying the box for for thirty k miniatures for for Age of Darkness, you're doing yourself a real disservice. It's it's yeah. a great game. Yeah, I'd and give it a you, shot. you really need to give it a shot, give it a try, and play it out. And, and you know. Battling the underhives of Kalf. That's the way to go. I think you get an extra reroll if you uh, dress in costume when you play. So, hey, that's hey, you get two of your nude. plastic uh, space marine. Co- <laughs> so, you get two of your nude, and that's why I get more of my time right now. All right. <laughs> Always. Right. Always. All right. On that note, we're going to go to our next advert, and we're going to come right back. We're going to talk real quickly about stripping, speaking about uh, body nudes and, and yeah, stockings. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up. So, we'll be uh, right back to talk about stripping. <laughs> Guys, does this sound familiar to you? Not tonight, honey. I have a headache. Of course it doesn't. You're a miniature wargamer. You haven't seen a lady to her already a man. But if some down-on-her-luck dame finds her way into your home... Daddy didn't love me. Beat the excuse with generic aspirin, now made with 3% less animal bones. Generic aspirin. Three million dead lab animals can't be wrong. Let me see you strip. Stripping. Not just a career for people with no parents. Ah. <laughs> it's like the two career paths is Batman and stripping. Daddy issues. Is Daddy issues. Mean, I think. Well, no real people. parents. Um, we, uh, we all have models that you know we're not happy with the paint job on, or we bought that eBay special that's just caked in paint, and we want to give it our own touch of love and you know make it blend in with our armies, but... How do you strip those things? I googled it. There is a ton of different oh. answers, and I do not trust Blake Rap. Brake fluid. Blake fluid. I don't oh. trust his fluid either. Oh, uh, uh, brake uh, engine cleaner and brake um, brake cleaner. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. It actually, honestly, um, if you're doing it on metal, it works. But well, here's the thing: plastic. Oh, I can't remember if I tried it on plastic. Um, gosh, no. Did I? I used degreaser. I think I, I used oven, uh, stove degreaser. So the, so the common themes I'm finding online is simple green and crud cutter yeah. mm-hmm. are the two popular ones. <clears throat> but uh, don't two, leave your plastic in uh, simple green for too long. Two, two U.S. brands. Mm-hmm. I actually have a Storm Raven sitting outside on my porch uh, that is in a bucket of crud cutter that oh, I forgot about until today. And now uh, it's frozen. And now it's probably frozen, but that's <laughs> well, okay. It'll just crack off. And yeah, <laughs> there's that. I'll just get the paint out. open and all the paints and the, yeah. the crud cutter. I'll, I'll work on it in summer when it defrosts. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there, there's several other ways as well. I mean, Ted, do you do anything outside of the, the, the simple green kind of crud cutter yes. ways? Yes. Um, 
uh, there, there was a while ago I got a bunch of uh, medals, and you know plastic is really tough. I ended up getting okay, so I'll go into the medals. Um, my favorite is not simple green. Um, my it, I, it's actually uh, an old toothbrush and um, uh, fingernail polish remover. Huh. Um, I think that that works really good. But here's the thing: like no matter what you get, nothing is going to strip it perfectly. And this I is disagree. Really? Mm. Okay. So uh, for metal miniatures, yeah. I went to Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, I got an ultrasonic jewelry cleaner. Okay, and I, I have put one it, of those. Uh, I put the mini in there with a fifty-fifty mix of crud cutter and water. Uh huh. And I just sit and I hold the lid down and I I press the on button over and over again for about a half hour. Wow. And it comes out clean. That's how all my Necromunda miniatures came out spotless. Really? Yeah. That's, so I, I have a jewelry cleaner, mm-hmm. and I'm usually using it for my airbrush. Um, and it works okay. Oh my god! I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. I oh mean, god, I got to do that. Now. I, after you use it a bit, you, it's gummed up a bit. You know, That's take it apart. Really my airbrush is gummed work. up as hell right now, so I need to. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, but it's it's good to know about the crud cutter and the. Yeah. Wow, we helped each other. We came together. Woo! Like, uh, Podcast doing stuff. Oh, <laughs> team. Not just dick jokes. <laughs> oh, we've run low on those. Yeah, though. we have. Yeah, um, it's the first time Ted's run low on dick in a long time. Ever since my cousin left. Um. But for really? plastics, okay, so so metal's easy. I mean, no, metal's super or it's simple. not easy, <laughs> but apparently if you use yeah, a metal jewelry tooth, cleaner. Toothpicks. No, no, okay, real quick, before we go any further, mm-hmm. which jewelry uh, cleaner did you get? Or j- jewelry, uh, ultrasonic? Um, that one over there. <laughs> I'm not sure. It was it was about $80 okay. or something from Bed Bath & Beyond. It's just a oh, little one. I, I think I see that way back there. Okay. So, yeah, so yeah, on top of the microwave. $80, all right. For, for our podcast listeners, he's looking yeah. through my AT-AT legs <laughs> into the kitchen <laughs> on top of the microwave. the way, so I can't see what it is. Guys. Yeah. Oh, uh, but it isn't a super expensive one because, <laughs> okay. honestly, I, mean, I, I don't care if it gets ruined. It's, it's 80 bucks or something like that. But uh, it was recommended to me by another guy from our community who, okay. who swears by it, and it works out amazing for metal models the issue i have like i said it is plastic okay and especially as gw's range which is more and more mm-hmm. to plastic how do you strip that i mean I, i've done the crud cutter and the toothpick i am not a fan of that my time is worth more so than crud that. cutter from what i remember that's that's the uh, oven degreaser right yeah and i use that i got yeah i got an old land raider that i was trying to strip and it is it was really bad it, i mean somebody had painted it back like 20 years ago i mean it's an old land raider um, and there's like many layers. I think it was. It probably started out uh, uh, Blood Angels, and then somebody painted over it <laughs> Space Wolves, and then probably painted something. And then, yeah, it's just really tough to get that off, and especially that older paint. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's a little bit more uh, medium to it. So my question is, where's the time time versus money? Uh, and here's my where thing: where is that for for plastic well, miniatures? Now I won't buy used plastic miniatures. Yeah, because that's to, what I was just to, to, to me. <clears throat> Yeah, I can pick up a a, a new uh, Hive Tyrant on eBay. Right. I can pick it up like half price from what retail is. Yeah. But the amount of time I invest into cleaning it off, I, I, I take my hourly wage from my work and I figure <laughs> out how much it is. And I'm like, I would have been better off just buying a new one. Right. Now, for metal, I can see it. Yeah. Metal, well, metal absolutely. Well, the Land Raider, I mean, it is like a, it's a Rogue Trader Land Raider. So, you know, if I went online and bought it, like yeah. 300 sure. bucks. Right, so. right. Or, or something that, yeah, 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 you can't buy anymore. Right. I can see that. Um, I, yeah, but, yeah, I, I think, like, for the most part, like, I generally stay away from, like, cleaning plastics just because yeah. typically, like... You know, it's somebody's orc, and they were twelve when they painted. It. Right, <laughs> like, so I just don't give a shit. The elder guardians that were painted by a fourteen-year-old, uh, yeah. you know, fifteen years ago. <laughs> they were pretty sweet. Oh, 
I have some. They're classic. <laughs> <laughs> two parts. That's back when two part models uh, was the only oh, thing man. you could get. Or where so, you have like the body frozen in the pose, yeah. and then you just click the gun you in click place. The gun has got these two little holes for uh, wrists. Yeah. yeah. So what was it? What you, for plastics? You're saying? So I, I use crud cutter primarily, like full strength crud cutter. Um, I use a soft bristle toothbrush for the large areas. Yeah. And then I use a toothpick. For the the detail area to kind of scrape the paint out of there with a toothpick, and that's on plastic. Yeah, it, it's a pain in the ass. Okay, I mean honestly, is like ultrasonic it, or is it just? No, I I, I haven't tried ultrasonicing plastic. Okay, because I took that same Land Raider and I put it in. I, t- I took the card cutter. I might have cut it with water. It might have been half and half. I can't remember exactly, but I, I think I did that. Stuck it in a bin and left that Land Raider in there for like a month. Mm-hmm. And and then yeah, I went back into it with a uh, toothbrush and. I can't remember what else I had. I probably had like a, maybe it was a toothpick or something like that, but I had a exacto knife. So I had a really tough time trying to get it off and still it's not perfect. Yeah. So, but you got pretty good results out of that. I got okay results. Like I said, okay. um, with my, my storm Raven, uh, I still have it in the bucket. I would take it out every couple of days and scrub it, scrub it, scrub it, scrub it, yeah. you know, toothpick it, toothpick it, toothpick it, and then put it back in. And so to the, does your land Raider and storm Raven, are they, do they not have authentic battle damage? That's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty much is the thing is, is like, uh, for plastics, I mean, and, and please send us send us your hints and tips about oh, how you yeah. deal with plastic because I, I don't know. Yeah, to, I'd be interested the, in finding out if there's a really good way to do it because yeah. I do have a lot of older models, both ones that I've painted and ones that I've gotten in those eBay specials or, yeah. you know, from yeah. a friend who's gotten out of the hobby and sold their army at a great deal that I can't now, away from. Now, resin is, uh, I won't even try to uh, uh, <laughs> fine cast. I, I, I don't trust any material not to melt it. Yeah, I, I remember they said that uh, when they when Finecast first came out, they were suggesting you'd have to replace the model every, what, like two or three years or something like that? They're, They're like, saying, yes, perfect yeah. business. Yes, I was thinking, like, perfect it's too business soft. model. Oh. Right. right, you take a toothbrush to that and I don't know. Now but you know, <laughs> I have uh, three Finecast lictors sitting in a box I have to assemble that I'm dreading just because there's so Ooh. many spindly bits and spikes on there. I'm very sorry, About half a foot of clear coat? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be one of those like uh, tarantulas in an amber thing. <laughs> Two part epoxy. Yeah. Two part epoxy is your answer. For every part. That's right. No, it's the lictor's field. Strongest joints ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. Yeah, it definitely posted on our Facebook. I would love to actually yeah. see your success stories. So, so yeah, how do you Because I think like you know, one of the things of stripping is like glue. You know, like you ask somebody what the perfect glue is and they will tell you that without a doubt it is Zappa Gap or it is sure. you know, this brain or that. Fucking like, Zappa Gap. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I and everybody love. has what they love. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, and for different reasons. Like, like, you know, I, I, there are some people who are pretty sensitive to chemical, super strong chemical <clears throat> smells. For them, using something like Zapagap is a nightmare. Do you know, you know? The, the, you know, off topic a little bit, but <laughs> I recently was told by one of the local guys here, he owns the store out in the valley, uh, Josh Hunter, about yep. um, Instacure. Oh. And it is amazing to me. It's now oh, I love it so much. Yeah, I, I, I used it on my my Hive Tyrant's resin arms, yep. and I it's just like secure with Zapagap, and it actually works really well. Yeah, it's it's I, I love it to death. I can't I can't oh. speak high enough. You you don't like it, Dad? I well, well it, it's just oh, is it? Okay, I've never yeah. used it, and I think like my thing is like if if it takes if it speeds up the process, it's probably creating a weaker bond. But everybody I've talked to says that that's not the case. So, oh, I'm sure oh, no, it, is it is a weaker bond. It's a weaker bond. Okay. And sometimes you'll get ghosting, too, where it'll have, you know, cloudy edges because yeah. it cures so fast on the edges of the, yeah. but, but of the glue. My whole thing is I don't have the time to sit and hold 
this thing in place. Yeah. No, so. it, it's it's always a blast trying to come up with like the just the right amount of paint oh, pots dude. to yeah. uh, base ratio to like and then like and the blue tack. The blue tack, dude. Yeah. The yeah. Blue tack, it's just all about right, the blue tack. And hope that it doesn't <laughs> fall when you go to the uh, kitchen to get a glass Absolutely. of water. Absolutely. And then it did. And so, then you have to position your uh, yeah. Dorito dread in a position you weren't intending to. Ugh, gross. <laughs> all right. So yeah, let us know. Paint stripping. How do you? Well, I think you know. You know, not to talk out of our own butts, but we know how to strip paint off a of metal. That, that's pretty simple. I was really hoping that you were going to go for a chocolate reference. Um, aphrodisiacs. And let us know. It. Or maybe we'll just play the commercial next, just so I can feel good about it. How, how, how do you strip? How, how do you strip paint off of plastic? How do you yeah. strip paint off a of fine cast? Um, or do you just curse the name and go buy a different model? Um, let us know on our Facebook page. We'll be right back to wrap up. And, I'm really um, trying to come up with a blowjob joke to remove paint. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's dry. This podcast is sponsored by Tier 1 Cards and Games, a place where you can get your tabletop and trading card games needs. Or come and play competitively or casually. Use this promo code, Get Wrecked, to get 20% off all Games Workshop items in store. Don't forget, have a Tier 1 day. It's <laughs> just like the guy at the old rest home who keeps looks like he's going to fall off his chair. And it looks like he's going to fall off his chair. And it looks like he's going to fall off his chair. And the nurse keeps coming over and sitting up straight. And his daughter gets there and says, hey, you know. How's the new place, Dad? How are you liking the supported living home? He's like, it's great, but they won't let me fart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I really want for these ending segments now is like, yeah. do you guys watch ever, ever watch Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Live? Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. Used to watch so, you long know, long. when they're doing the, you know, thanks, guys, it's been a great And they have like the really like slow piano in the background kind of building up. Yeah. You know, oh. I think that's the, the kind of thing that yeah. they want to do. They had, um, they had some sketches that were actually worth watching that I watched recently. Eh. Oh, sure well, yeah, they're, they're, sure. they're, they're not bad. Ones I, like. yeah, I, I really like the Keenan and Kel guy. Was yeah. it, um, oh, is he on there? Yeah, he's on there. It's um, called, this is awful. I can't remember his name now. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff. The, the bigger dude. <laughs> okay. um, Keenan Thompson. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, that doesn't sound like, anything like Jeff. Like they, they have this uh, this regular sketch they do called Black Jeopardy. That was the sketch I was thinking of. Did you see the Black Jeopardy where it was? Oh, yeah. Was it with Elizabeth Banks? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. They had a they had a, a, a not not Black Jeopardy the Family Feud one is the one I was thinking of. Oh, there's a Black Family. Oh, 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 it was when was um, they had feud? the family on one side and then yep. the dad from that family yep. was on the other yeah. family. Now <laughs> it was it was a family and then the dad had left the family and and it was a, it was an African American family. The dad had left his wife and children. And they were playing Family Feud against the guy and his new uh, Caucasian wife <laughs> oh, and children. It, it was, it was, awesome. it was pretty, uh, pretty funny. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh. So Best welcome back to Mob Yeah, <laughs> welcome back to Mob So I, I want to thank Andy for coming out and speaking to us today. Um, again, I've said it several times, Betrayal at Calf. Actually play the Betrayal at Calf yeah. game. It is a, a very solid, easy-to-pick-up game system with a lot of depth to it. Um, of course, pay, play Age of Darkness and order your Forge World upgrades for that game. But at the same time, remember there is a very solid game system beneath that. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for for yeah. playing the game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks for playing me. Play a boxed game. It's, it's really, really hard for me to one. find opponents because I'm a massive dick. It's true. It's it's very true. So that's anyway, why Andy thanks. only played one game with you. Yeah, yeah, and then he was like, "You need to leave now." <laughs> you only play with a massive dick for so long. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes soft. Uncontrollable bleeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, yeah. <laughs> well, we brought the dick jokes back. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we brought that. That's, I, uh, that's it was such a theme. I listened to the, the the whole run of the podcast earlier this week. Yeah. Like I was saying, driving back and forth from work. So it had to be at least one. Yeah. <laughs> I understand phasing them out for, you know, propriety's sake. But 
Yeah, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. So yeah, uh, this has been episode 11, 11. Uh, of Mob Rules. Uh, thank you again for joining us for talking about Patrol at Calf and watching me orgasm hugely over specialist games coming back and hopefully uh, telling me how I can better strip my plastic models for better paint jobs. Next week, we may have a celebrity guest. In, you mean in, in two weeks' time? Uh, yeah, two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks' time, we may have two a celebrity weeks, guest. We may have a celebrity guest. Oh, that's, a, that's Do you good, know who it is? That's a good teaser. Do you know who it is? Is it me? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Maybe because we're internet famous now. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Gav, for letting us ride your coattails. Yeah, woo! Uh, okay, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back in two weeks when this hot, like, hits like a hot deuce, I think is Ted's catchphrase for this. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank Thanks, you. Peace. <laughs>